collected. Now. Okay, you're going to start. Now. No, don't you do So I, uh, I've recently started collecting some weird items. I don't know if you've seen them around the house. Um, well, flat. Just a few bits and pieces. Uh, mostly because I've, I've started to get an interest in the metaphysical world. You know... The realms beyond our own imagination and what we can, you know, can experience and being able to see beyond that. So that's what the bag of seventy six condoms was for. Seventy two. Seventy two. No, that was actually that was a ruse, you see, because yeah. the postman. I thought he might get a bit suspicious about the stuff I bought before then. So so far, I have the head of a virgin from Acapia, which is an ancient ancient civilization. Um, it's been shrunk down. It's very hard. It's very tough. And occasionally, it's said to whisper the truest words of our Lord. But, get this, this is before the Bible. Okay. So, I can't speak any of the fucking language that it whispers in, but still think that one day this could be handy. Next. Surely it's just ancient Sumerian. No, 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 before Sumerian. Oh. All right. Um, and also, so Dan Aykroyd's not going to be any help. No, Dan Aykroyd is not going to be any help, but I did down a bottle of his crystal head skull vodka thingy just to see if I could maybe make some of the shit out. Hmm. But no, I just really wanted a pizza and to get diabetes at the age of 36 and ruin my own career by doing shit films. Yeah. Um, and then I also brought a copy of the Necronomicon, which is a little bit easier to read. Yeah. Which is also why, and I've got to ask you if it's okay if we get another person moving into the house. I say person, they're possibly undead. So they won't really eat food or, you know, have showers or baths, sorry, or use any of the facilities. They'll essentially just sit there occasionally trying to nibble on you in your sleep. They just want to eat the soft parts of your face. So I've got got us some special masks to wear. But if you're alright with that, I'll uh, let him move in. His name's Chad. Hmm. None of this is real, so welcome to Crit Apocalypse episode 46. You're now Uh, breaking the illusion that it could be real. and No one really knows. No one's here. No one's met Chad. I mean, if someone was come over and meet Chad, they can. Chad is not a zombie name. What? Uh, Chad's a human name and humans are you know Chad's a chud name made from. man okay. hey now right, don't get me started on chuds we aren't getting <laughs> a chud moving because last time we tried that there was shit everywhere they mm. do not clean up after themselves says you I got clothes everywhere so yeah. I'm washing up anyway episode 46 of Crit Apocalypse we had a bit of a delay because, we had a two week um, delay because I don't know stuff yeah you had Comic Con I had stuff yeah, I went to Edinburgh it was um, it was, it was cold in Edinburgh, but everyone complained about how hot it was. It's very hot here. Yeah, it was way too hot here. <laughs> so, Great Apocalypse episode forty-six. Mm-hmm. Welcome, loyal listeners, you fantastic Listener. people. There's multiple. Welcome to Great Apocalypse. Um, I'm Matt, and this is Anne. We review stuff. Usually four things each per week, but this week we're going to be a bit special and do six. Six? Because we haven't done an episode what? in between, so we got... Well, make it snappy then. <coughs> so we've got to catch up, we've got to do some episodes. Three minutes right. in. Right. Okay. You've got so ten seconds. Ten, ten minutes, my ten minutes. My first views. review is going to be Ghostbusters. Uh, 2016. You take away all the things that I watched. <clears throat> but you can do your review after my review. Well, then it's just wasting a review. No, it's not. That's just us oh. each doing a review. Anyway, I watched Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters is a reboot of the 1986... 1984. 1984 film about... Came on June four, 8th, 1984. Four gentlemen who start a ghost-busting industry based on the science of the, uh, the, the spectral planes they've studied. They're all like scientists, aren't they? Sort of. Yeah. So Dan Aykroyd, Ivan Reitman, and Bill Murray are three scientists who get kicked out of their school 
and decide to go into business for themselves. But that's not the film you're reviewing, so why explain the plot? Fair point. So... Everyone knows Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters 2016 is what I'm reviewing, and Ghostbusters 2016 is the story of three ladies, well, one lady named Erin Gilbert, Mm. who gets... uh, who one day is at her job at a prestigious college trying to get tenure... Um, but she is suddenly, uh, suddenly a blast from the past sends her career into maddening location she never thought she'd find herself and revisiting an old friend named Gabby. Now, Gabby is very interesting ghost, as Erin once was, but now she's more of a practical scientist. Practical, I guess that... that well, she's good. got a tweed jacket. She's got a tweed jacket. Yeah. More of a practical scientist who studies the traditional sciences instead of things like ghosts. Whilst Gabby has continued to, to look into ghosts with a new partner named Holtzman, who is a technical engineer, quite a promising one. Um, together they seem to be working in a college to, to figure out... Ghosts find out how to monitor them, how to how to investigate them, how to study them, trap them, so on and so forth. So then they start the Ghostbusters. And Weird th- ghost no, stuff no, happens. No, they no, start ghost no, busting. no. Then they start studying together as a team. After Abby loses her job at the prestigious college because of I don't want to be a two-hour podcast here. Don't give them plot minute because by minute Gabby. thing. Just say they see a ghost. They because start ghost busting. Because of Gabby, she loses her job, and then they start investigating ghosts in the subway. Get a fourth member who is Peggy, and Patty, 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 who joins them, and all together they create the Ghostbusters. Um, now, I don't like this film. That's because you're sexist. I'm and not you a hate sexist. Women. No. I like all the characters. In, well, I don't like all the characters. This is this is going to be difficult to explain in a way that doesn't sound sexist. Now you called me a sexist. Um, okay, so... In, That's the trap. <laughs> that is the trap. In terms of the film, I like all the actresses. I have a great respect for... Um, for I can't remember anyone's name. All of a sudden. Which one? Um, oh, God. Don't say the black main one. Main character. <laughs> what? Main, main character? Yeah. Oh, Christian Weig. Kristen Wiig. Yeah. Kirsten Wiig. There we go. Kirsten Wiig has done a lot of really good films. There's one film um, she did fairly recently called Welcome to Me that I reviewed. Um, and Welcome to Me is probably one of the better examples of, of um, someone dealing with a psychological illness. Um, but maybe maybe not in the way that I'd, I'd say is, is... But it's not Ghostbusters. It's not realistic. Um, yeah, and then, and then you've got... <laughs> Stay on topic. Okay, sorry. And then you've got... You've got um, the other one, the other main character. God, Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy did Spy, which was a surprise to me because I really enjoyed Spy. Again, that's connected to this because Paul Feig. Um, I really hated The Heat. I thought that was shit. It didn't pay any attention. It was really shit. Because you hate jokes. Sandra Bullock. No, it was just really bad jokes. Really, really <laughs> cheap, it. easy jokes. All like Adam Sandler shit. Yeah. Um, but the but then Spy Spy was it actually flipped it all on his head it was the first time I've seen a film that says it flips all the gender roles on their head it was the first time I've actually seen that happen in a film hmm. because every time someone says to her oh dress up like an old lady she doesn't just go I'm going to be an old lady now oh look I'm an old lady <laughs> hmm. no she goes this is fucking stupid I look like an idiot what the fuck are you doing to me it's like that Oh, Instead, they could have done Big Mama's house. They could have done Big Mama's house. <laughs> and then you've got, um, and then you've got Holtzman played by um, 
God, newcomer uh, Kate McKinnon. Yeah. Kate McKinnon's in uh, Bulls Out, which is an uh, intramural football film. It's ironic because she's not a fan of Bulls. I fucking love that movie though. She's great in it. She's like this. She's like this wacky, crazy vegan girlfriend who proposes to her boyfriend, gets him a ring and everything, and and just wants him to do really well in her father's company. It just it's a fucking great film. It's really really funny. It's really not charming. Ghostbusters. You're gonna get back to Ghostbusters. And then you've got um you you also have uh, Leslie Jones. And Leslie Jones isn't someone that I'm familiar with in terms of what she's done SNL wise, but I get the idea that she um she didn't improv as much as we thought she did in this film. Hmm. Uh, but we'll get to that in a later review I'm doing. So anyway, in regards to in regards to Ghostbusters, I didn't like it, but I didn't like it for a multitude of reasons. Um, when they, when it comes to the plot, it was all over the place. Didn't really make sense. They went from being people that were, that once believed in ghosts to people then finding out about ghosts, investigating ghosts, and trapping a ghost to murderers very briefly, and then somehow murderers? having yeah, they murdered Bill Murray. Yeah, uh, it coming. Kirsten Wig murdered Bill Murray with a ghost. He asked for it. It was manslaughter at the very him. least. Manslaughter at the very least. <coughs> so anyway, um, and they there's no steps to this business being organised and and you know steadily gaining results okay. or or uh, gaining notoriety. It's just they go from being a business that finds someone in a building to finding someone finding a ghost sorry underground to then finding a ghost in a in a rock show which has one of the worst jokes ever in it and that's Leslie Jones going I don't know if it's a woman thing or a black thing but I'm I'm mad as hell that's a fucking awful joke well it's a black and thing also, because they caught Melissa McCarthy also it's meant to be set up it's meant to be set up as if that ghost was around her and that's why they all stepped out of the way but when she's lying on the ground saying the joke the ghost isn't on her it's not on her until she gets up and it lands I just think they moved out of the way because they're racist but the whole, like, a lot of the jokes don't make sense to me. I the like when plot. Ozzy Osbourne appeared in front of a blue screen. Yeah, what the fuck? Well, like, do you see he was advertised on the yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you get to the concert and it's some, like, TV, I don't know, film yeah, version of Cabbage Boy really, from Brutal it's, Legend. It's essentially, no, 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 it's, it's Black Veil Brides. I want to be your best friend. It's Black Veil Brides. Is it? It wasn't. Yeah, it was it's, about no, no, it's not really Black Veil Brides, but it's it's essentially Black Veil Brides. Uh, just they're they're terrible. My girlfriend left me, I wear crow's feathers, my mother doesn't live with me. should have got the Misfits or something. That would Clean my clothes anymore. Mm. Yeah, it would have been badass. Um, but anyway, uh, all folks have never heard of the Misfits. It's all over the place. It's really all over the place. There's no real plot. It just skips. It's almost like a sketch show. Yeah, it's, one of his, it's one of these current trending films because Hollywood's realising that big blockbusters aren't necessarily making money now yeah. so they panic like crazy when every film's coming out and they have to re-edit the hell out of them and no. that film's been re-edited to shit. I know. <laughs> but I don't think even in its un... It, like even in its original form, it's going to be funny. Yeah, it got rewritten a bunch of times. Apparently, Mr. McCarthy hated the original script. Really? Yeah, I bet it was funny. Apparently, the original script was some. Uh, God, what was the friggin' it was, ridiculous wasn't alien thing? Ghosts. Yeah, something yeah, like that. It yeah. was like basically Paul Feig. I don't think Paul yeah. Feig really understands what Ghostbusters is. That's. I think that's the major problem. Yeah, he just wanted a temple movie. He had. He had the budget. Hmm. He had the name of the brand. He had the original actors. Yeah. And he had a great cast. Held at gunpoint, the original actors. Like, yeah, he had a great <laughs> cast. And all those elements are what you need to make a great reboot of the series. But instead, mm. with a bad director, those four mm. things don't become a cohesive... And he wrote the script as well. Yeah. Which is bad. My partner, Mr. McCarthy and Kirsten Voig rewrote it. Really? Yeah, it was all it was all the whole thing. But I think they ignored it for half the film because they kind of keep ad-libbing. No, no, no. Because, again, <laughs> so gonna, I'm going to come to this in a later later review. But for now... 
It, it's not. It's scripted. It's all scripted. All the jokes are scripted. Nah, there's, yeah, there's no. So much there's a living. ton of scripted shit in there. Even the dance scene that Holtzman has is a scripted scene. Yeah, but there's all the stuff like when most coffee's got her answer the door and she just keeps talking. Yeah, that's scripted. That's in there. I doubt it. No, it's in there. Trust me. You know the scripts you read are like the, the, when they no, put those scripts out. They're like this, this friggin is this is done after shooting. This is this is something else. But don't worry, we'll get into that. But um, so yeah, all of these elements just they don't come together. It's not funny. And yeah, I thought it was funny. I don't. It seems like an Adam Sandler film to me. No. It genuinely does. Because you hate women. No, it's not because I hate women. It's because all the jokes are like that. That that line, like, oh, it's it's a black thing, or like. There's a scene where the guy's spray painting a ghost on the wall, and she's like, "No, stop!" And he's like, "No, no, stop! No, no, stop!" And that's not funny. That's just—it's an overlong scene doing nothing. And then you've got someone like the the nerdy fat idiot who's really no, the nerdy fat guy who's really smart, but he's hideous looking. Mm-hmm. So are they saying that smart people have to be hideous? No. But then you've got Kirsten Wig, who's incredibly attractive, but dresses that? in a horrible way. And he's hideous got, looking. Why are you being mean about him? But he is gross looking. He's, he's, he's meant to be. Mean. That's the whole Why point. Why do you hate men? And then, and then when he dies and he takes over four, yeah, Chris Hemsworth, and he's like, "Oh, I should have worked out more." No, that's the basic rules to the world. Like, if you work out more, you're able to lift more. You're able to be better, attra- more attractive. You're, that's the whole point. Like, he knows that as an intelligent person, he must know that. But no, instead, he forces himself into this environment where he's like a dank little fucking goblin man living underground. Yeah. It's just stupid. Like What's it's mean about and it's film? and then it's like then it's the shit like the ghosts at the end. Oh, you killed! I think I killed a pilgrim. You're killing ghosts. All the technology you had up until this point was about trapping and catching these ghosts. Now they had one trap, and then all of a sudden you're killing ghosts. They they established quite early on they're going to shred the ghosts to pieces. Really? Yeah, because they got like there's two scenes when they're in the alley using their new things, and all of them are exploding things. Weapons. Oh yeah, no, God, uh, fucking don't, don't get to the fucking stupid scene where she's launching herself around the fucking place with that. Yeah. And there's, okay, so if someone's setting off a device they have no control over that clearly can set fire and shred physical objects, mm. and instead of getting out of the way to a safe distance, they stand there and go, she's really holding on to that. Yeah, she's flying through the air. Yep. Mm. Look how funny it is that the fat lady's once again falling over. Great. It is funny when Melissa McCarthy falls over. She's no, it's really not. Good she's, at it. She is an intelligent woman. I, <laughs> I have no doubt in my mind that every one of the women in this is better than this film. But it is so shit. It is so fucking honestly shit. And I can't understand. Like, I love the fact that this is for kids. That's the thing. That's why I keep having to tell myself. This is for those little girls that don't have action heroes. They don't have... They can't watch Spy, because Spy's an 18... But they can watch this, which is like a PG film. There's not, there's one swear word in it, possibly. And then the rest of the film is just pretty much wholesome. Like, oh, there it goes. Look, I've only got one one ton. I've only got one prawn. It's like, it's just, it's awful jokes that they can laugh at because they're bad jokes and kids love that shit. That's why we used to love Adam Sandler when we were kids. Like, nah, I didn't. Did you not? But yeah, you're older than me. Um, but uh, <laughs> but when it comes to this stuff, this isn't an adults film. This isn't a film that an adults meant to find funny. This is a kids film. And I keep having to tell myself that. It's not a Ghostbusters film for me. This Why do you hate kids? I don't hate kids. I think kids are stupid, but I don't hate them. Racist. Eh, kids get kidnapped a lot. That's why it's named after them. Yeah, true. But um, when, it comes to, when it comes to a movie, I just... This is an Adam Sandler to me, because 
I couldn't laugh. I couldn't find it funny. Mm. Like stuff like Chris Hemsworth all of a sudden turning up on a bike that he's kitted out as a Ghostbuster bike. And he's like, I was born to be a Ghostbuster. This is what men to do. And it's like, no. At no point in this film have you shown any interest, anything that's going on in the place that you're at. You've just all of a sudden, out of nowhere, completely out of character, decided... He mentions yeah. wanting to be a doctor. No, he doesn't. He's got headshots to show that he can play a doctor in a TV programme. Yeah, he's Not... holding a saxophone and yeah. listening to a saxophone. Yeah. Which one of these makes me more look like it? Yeah. See, it's stupid shit like that. That's, that's, I didn't even get a chuckle out of that, sadly, because I was too busy. Just the joke before was unfunny, and then there's oh. another unfunny joke, and another unfunny joke. It's just, it's joyful, but I'm not angry. That's the great thing. I'm not angry about this because it's not for me. I keep saying this. It's an Adam Sandler to me. Because it's a film li- starring women. And no, no, no. no. no it's, it's not because it's a film starring women. It's because it's a film for kids. Mm. I can't watch this. This is this is torrid shit to me. But a seven-year-old girl is going to watch this, love it, and have an idol that isn't fucking Barbie or Kim Kardashian, and that's the great thing. So for these, for those people, this is this is a fucking Tom Atkins. But for me, it's an Adam Sandler because it's two different spectrums of of, of perspective. Yeah. I despise this shit. I don't ever want to see this again. I'd rather be blind and deaf than You're watch this watch shit. You're going to watch it again. You watch Batman vs Superman twice. I you the freak. Yeah, I haven't even bothered watching that. But uh, but I'm not going to watch this again. I can't. I might, no. like, if Tara says to me out of morbid curiosity that she wants to watch it again, I'll say fine. I bet she loves it. But I'll just get high as shit. <laughs> um, but it's a, Tom Atkins, it's a Tom Atkins to those little girls that need mm. need more idols like this. I just hope that next time the film services them better than this one services everyone else. You've wasted, like, so long on this one now. But I've already done the synopsis and everything. Now you get to give your opinion of the film and review it yourself and add in anything that you like. I thought it was harmless. Did you really think it was harmless, though? Yeah, it was just dumb. Like, loads of stuff falls flat. Loads of jokes fall flat in it. But then again, I find that in most comedies. Like, most comedies these days, I think, are just atrocious. But Chris no, but Hemsworth, like, I kept finding funny. Yeah, that's fair enough. I liked, I it when, see, like, I could see I liked his way he was it. performing it. Because he wasn't like... He's playing the dumb blonde trope. Yeah. But it wasn't like he was... He wasn't doing that typical bimbo style dumb blonde. It was yeah. genuine dumb as a brick. Yeah. Like just stuff like Kevin get the phone. He's like, oh, I can't. It's in the in the glass behind the, in the fish tank. And he doesn't like play it up. Actually, he's just like it's in the fish tank. One time no, the one I next laughed. Goes, oh, oh. One time I laughed. Kevin, Kevin, do you want to go over there and not listen to this part? And he puts his hands over his eyes. Yeah. Maybe laugh the first time, but then they did it again, and I was like, oh no. No, it's when the noise goes off and he's rubbing. He's yeah. yeah. He's like, oh, that was loud. Yeah, and also the coffee bit. I do wonder if that was a slight reference to the old line. Listen, do you smell something? Yeah, <laughs> it's um, it was the coffee thing as well where he brings her the coffee. But this is all in the trailer. Yeah. So oh, I hate coffee. It's like no, it's like it's like. Did you put sugar in it? It's like, <laughs> oh, I hate coffee. Yeah, there's sugar in there. Yeah, like that, and then Kirsten Wig. Kirsten, this doesn't service women very well, does it? She's just really goofily obsessed with him. No, no, not goofily, like creepily. She's like drinking the coffee, spatting, uh, and trying to like up against him. Girls do that shit. I like that as well. I like the fact that Chris Hemsworth was like really trying to get with creepy. Leslie. Yeah, I've done tons, loads of like creepy shit, but yeah. I love the uh, I like the dancing where he's dancing up against Leslie Jones, and then Kirsten Wig tries to dance against him, and he's like, "No, I'm not fucking interested." <laughs> 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 But no, I thought it was just like it was, I mean, it made no sense. But I sort of like I see these films and I can tell when they've been edited to buggery by a studio oh, yeah. thing, and We're I kind of have a bit more sympathy, well. a bit more sympathy for a film that's been cut to pieces because I don't feel like I'm seeing the film that was meant to be. I feel like yeah. I'm seeing this bastardization of it that's trying to tick off boxes. That's how I felt about the Fantastic Four. 
Black Adam's Wolf one? film was fucking awful though. Yeah, but like from head to toe, it was no, no. The first twenty minutes, I really liked. Uh, See, I really liked the idea maybe, that yeah. it was stupid teenagers, and then it got really Cronenberg when they all transformed. Mm. Like you know where like um, this is the thing because like the first twenty minutes feel like a completely different film because you do have that scene where Miles Teller's crawling through the thing. Yeah, and he's like, he's like, I'll come get you, Ben. And then as he's crawling through, you can see that it's way too long for it to be his body. He's still not able to pull himself yeah. together. I like that shit, but. Sorry, I'm interrupting your opinion. But no, uh, I thought it was harmless enough. It was silly. It was light. It was just like, just silly, dumb comedy film. But I would say MacGruber is a silly film. Yeah, MacGruber's like a, a spoof, and it's kind yeah. of. MacGruber's got tons of jokes that fall flat. There's loads of stuff in that that doesn't quite work. He's got some great stuff in there. I think the only, the only thing that pops to mind that doesn't work is the, um, the sex scene in the graveyard. That's amazing. You just suddenly cut to yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, it just took too long. Uh, nah, it's fine. That's what's just uncomfortable. That's the whole right? point. It's meant yeah. to be uncomfortable and long, but I did. I it just it fell flat for me. I like uh, like the return of the celery joke. Hmm. MacGruber. But the thing with Ghostbusters is like, there's loads of stuff in it where I can feel the editing's messed up. Like when they go to the mayor's office, like stop doing what you're doing. And the very next scene, she's like, the mayor said we can carry on doing what we're doing. Hmm. It's like they never established that he meant covertly. Hmm. Like they're not meant to make a scene, which means no more. Busting ghosts at a concert in front of thousands of people who wants them to, you know, investigate ghosts if you want, track mm. them if you want, but don't let people see you doing it because they don't want them to know there's a government thing. They don't want people to know there's ghosts because mm. it will blow their tiny little minds. Why do you think they had the weird hair dye joke at the end? It was really bad. That felt super well, flat because the hair went white. Yeah, and they dye it ginger. It's just like, oh, yeah. it's called Garfield, yeah, the president, yeah. not the cat. Yeah. I don't know because they felt like it. That wasn't a no, yeah, but no, there must have been someone else behind that because that just mm. fell completely flat. That didn't even seem like it was funny. <laughs> the effect, well, they just kept the white hair, mm. <laughs> but that's okay. They can do dumb things. Not everything's gonna hit. Mm. I don't know. You just Why do you think they cut out the dancing? They were obviously because saying, it would have messed up the pacing, and, like no end. The ending was like the whole film culminated in fifteen minutes. When it should have been about half hour. No, should I don't want long up. finales. Should have been build up and then it happens. And then... No, there's too many films do this now where they make a ridiculously long finale where there's mm. a thing shooting into the sky. Just get on with it. Just finish the film. Just... Yeah. Do you like Slimer? He was probably Slimer. the only character that actually I liked. Yeah, I like the look of the ghosts in it. They all look like weird neon hologram things, which I thought was cool. I like that look. I didn't get the, I didn't get the demon. What? The big old demon thing? Yeah, I didn't get that. Why? It didn't make any sense to me. Why? I don't know. just didn't feel right. Well, ghosts are always weird in Ghostbusters. Mm, but it just, it felt like, what, the, why was that person like that? What, person? Yeah. It's a demon thing. But There's never any explanation in Ghostbusters why some look like humans and some don't. Yeah, but like... But Slimer doesn't look like a human. No, but Slimer's still got arms and a face. Yeah. But then, like, the cartoon established loads as well, where there's like weird... Tentacle things and tongue yeah, but monsters. They're all coming out of like human Cronenberg. shapes. And nah, stuff. not often. Some ghosts in Ghostbusters, the cartoon were weird as fuck, you know, man. The extreme Ghostbusters, they had the bug demon. Yeah, they had all sorts. Yeah. But that's the thing, it's not just necessarily ghosts, there's, there's, there's demons, demons and, and spirits stuff. and stuff shit, like yeah. that. And, you know, okay. we're talking parallel dimensions and things. It's like, yeah. you know, there's a whole, like, Ghostbusters has never been straightforward. I wish, I wish, they, ghosts. I wish they didn't need this Rowan guy to be releasing ghosts. I wish they existed in the world already. Yeah, it's like in the it original seems... film, it was just like um, ectoplasmic activity was building up and stuff mm. like that. It's a Twinkie the size of you know Manhattan yeah. or whatever. But in this, they wanted to give a reason, want to have an actually more concrete villain that turns up. 
because in the original film you don't actually meet a villain until the very end mm. like it's all I mean it's a different thing because older films got away with building suspense like that and audiences today don't like that shit they want to have a villain right from the start and, no, I like it I like, well Roman's yeah. not in it for like the first 20 minutes 25 yeah but minutes. you're talking about you like it because you've watched plenty of films but most people they want to know who their villain is in the first mm. 5 minutes Oh, fair enough. That's the thing. That's like you know where it is nowadays. But that's what I mean. That's why. I, that's why I, I genuinely think, perspective-wise, this is fine for seven-year-olds. Yeah. But when I see films like this, I don't rate them on the same scale I would like friggin' Tokyo Story or Chinatown. I, I it, look I, at them and go, "This is something made for idiots." I don't find it hard. I'll rate to, it for what it is. I don't find it hard to consider it a separate property, property from the originals. My problem is more. Um, I wouldn't even compare to the original. No, because it's nowhere near as good. It's not. It's it's like a remake based. It's like a you know a new thing based on the same idea. Yeah. But like Ghostbusters was a remake of Ghostbusters. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the, no. the ape one. Yeah. yeah. Um, Could have had an ape in it. I. Oh, what if Chris? What if Andy Serkis played an ape? In this I, I, I think I've said enough <laughs> on the subject. I just I don't want people to assume that I don't like this because because I already locked in the idea. I don't like it. I don't like it because it is. It feels very, very lazy. It feels a lot like one of those Adam Sandler films to me. And the special effects, as much as I you like it's them, bad as Adam Sandler. Film. I Adam Sandler films yeah, are offensive. To me it was to me. though. That's the thing. This offended me. Not not because of, not because of all the shit that people were saying it offensive for. I don't care. Like the ghost gets shot in the balls. People get kicked in the balls. Yeah, in I thought films, that was fun. I thought that was quite smart. The way they set it up to look like they were going to shoot his arms, and they kept going, "Let's loosen his grip," and he's holding the thing. Yeah. And it's like boom, nut shot. So like, was that what you wanted me to shoot? Yeah, yeah, but, that was it. Yeah. But it's more like. The ghost balloons and stuff. It just like oh, oh yeah, they're yeah. shooting them to kill them, and then someone comes along with just a pen knife, and then yeah. they win. Yeah, because it was a smart thing to do. But is it? Yeah. Because why would a pen knife work, and a laser didn't work to just do the exact same thing? Yeah, because pen knife's funnier. But it's not it's humor. It's what, but it's not like there's you know there's no rule. Like I know it's a I know it's a sci-fi comedy, but there's no rules. What rules. There's, what do you want rules for? Because I just want some sort of... I want to watch something and be able to go, oh, look, that's smart, because, you know, before they were doing it in a way that wasn't... They were blown up with the, um, the guns. It took fucking ages. There's thousands. There's tons of balloons, though, and Stay Puff I know, was the last one. It was, like, one. literally taking forever. Like, yeah. And they were shooting Stay Puff before he hit. Yeah, but Stay Puff, you've got to keep him on screen for longer. Mm. Maybe he's got a thicker balloon. No, just no. I didn't like it at all. Mm. It did feel like kind of offensive just because it felt stupid screen wise, like writing wise and and pacing and and. But yeah. again, get to get to my other reunion. Dumb films are dumb, man. Yeah, dumb films are dumb. Just didn't bother me too much. Got no. a couple of laughs out of it. I like the look Fair of enough. the ghosts. I like that they had all these weird tech things that they were making, like all the traps and stuff looked like they were cobbled together out of stuff. I yeah. like that. Kate McKinnon's brilliant. I Kate quite McKinnon, like Leslie Jones Kate, in it as well. Kate McKinnon's Holtzman was fine. Um, a lot of people were like a lot of the quotes online on IMDb and stuff um, are all from Kate McKinnon, but like they were there were there were scenes that just were really bad, like mm. the hearse where it's like, oh, is there a dead body in the back? You didn't check if there was a dead body. I obviously will check now if there's a dead body in there. I I call dibs. Oh, if there's a dead body, creepy, we're going to take it back. I can think of at least seven things to do with dead. Like none of that was funny. It's fine. Maybe it some was like, people find it funny, but it was a really because there was it was just a really crap. Humor subjective, man. It's not it all really for you. is. It is, but it's just you know. What That's sometimes... why comedy films you don't review comedy films as like art. Yeah, unless they're like Caddyshack. generally great. Yeah, like Caddyshack, Animal House, Stripes. Uh, Stripes, yeah. Yeah, Stripes has always made me want. Or the spike. greatest comedy of all time, which is This Is Spinal Tap, legitimately the best comedy film ever. I don't know. You haven't next to maybe seen, South Park, Bigger, Longer, Uncut. You haven't seen uh, <laughs> Never Stop, Never Stopping. 
no, it's not. It's pretty good. It's not as good. There's no. <laughs> anyway, no um, anyway, here. that's my review. I I gave it my score, but your score. Well, I don't you give don't, scores anyway. You know, you, would you recommend sure it? Sure, of you now. You made me go straight into Ghostbusters. Uh-huh. Would you recommend it? Mm, don't know. Probably not. No. But I don't think it's a terrible watch. I could watch. You it don't again. think it's offensive, and I think that that's that's the difference between. I'm us. more offended by like let's say Transformers, the last film, right? Oh yeah. Five minutes in, homophobic thing. Like you got like racist characterizations of black people. You got hound shooting a vagina monster. Like that's the stuff that bothers me mm. in films. Like nothing in this film, I thought was dangerous. Like it was. No, I, I wouldn't say it was dangerous. I just yeah. say it's lazy. Yeah, it's lazy. It's yeah. lazy and stupid. But it's not like an Adam Sandler film where it's like everyone who isn't Adam Sandler is the butt of the joke. But that's kind of what this felt it like didn't a little know. bit. They yeah. they they're all the butt of their own joke, all constantly. They're always like they've all got awkwardness. They're all weird. They're all like being like they're never once. They have an action sequence where not once the camera sexualizes them. They just roll around awkwardly because they're not really action stars, and it's kind of like oh yeah, that's interesting. Flipping and shit, yeah. yeah. Oh, Jesus but there's no moment where it's like you know Kate McKinnon does a dive and the camera goes in on her ass. Like if Michael Bay was shooting it, that would yeah, have happened, yeah, yeah. and she would have been wearing hot. Yeah, pants. but I'd say the cinematographer was more responsible for that. Yeah. But I, I did like that Kate McKinnon just goes badass with these two little tiny guns. I don't like stuff. that she licked it because that is sexual. Yeah, but that's Kate McKinnon. She's like a lesbian. Yeah. So she doesn't need to sexualize her uh, phallic <laughs> weapon. It's fine. <laughs> Anyway, I have no problem with Kate McKinnon licking stuff. She anyway, wants to lick anything she no, wants. No, I, I, I also don't have a problem with it, but it's just I just feel it's demeaning. Mm. Anyway, all right. So uh, my next review is the Ghostbusters 2016 novelization of the film. Don't fuck's sake. So this is why this is why I know a little bit more about what's going on behind. We're going to get MRAs watching listening. To no, this. No, I don't no, want no, the MRAs. No, 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 no. That's really interesting. So okay, well, so got twenty I've, seconds. I saw the film. I read the book. I read the book because I was curious as to what it was based on. It's based on the original concept from the from the script that was rewritten. So it's the third iteration before they made the film before they made cuts. So there's some interesting mm. things that this adds to the story that aren't in the film. So Rowan works in the hotel. There are permanent residents within the hotel that started being affected by ectoplasm and started finding ectoplasmic residue on their doors and stuff. And there well, are... That happens in hotels, man. I mean... <laughs> hey, I've only got 20 couples. seconds. Let me just quickly get through this. You've right. wasted already. Well, you started talking, so I get another four minutes. Aww. So anyway, right, so um, some of, the, some of the, the people in the hotel have started becoming possessed by goblins and shit. Sweet. So it explains that there aren't just ghosts behind the door. There are, like, monsters and stuff. And he has mirrors set up all over his house that have them clawing at it. And the different mirrors almost represent different planes of existence in the ghost world. Yeah. So you have lesser demons, demons, big demons, big monsters, and just an eye. Um, Sweet. And the the whole uh, the whole setup is that these are starting to affect residents. So there's, like, a woman who comes up to me and goes... I found some weird goo on my door the other day, and then I woke up and I've got this horrible rash. I'm pretty sure I got it from the door. She lifts up her top, and she's got like this demon gnawing away at the inside of her, like uh, Constantine. Cool. And uh, and I thought that was really really cool, but obviously they haven't got that here. And also Rowan's introduced a lot earlier. Yeah. He's introduced tinkering at the same time the Ghostbusters are to sort of show a counterpoint. So the villain is pretty much the same. He's trying to accomplish something as well, but obviously he has an idea of like where he wants to go with it and what he wants to end it with hmm. and how everything goes. Um, also, there's all the dialogue, all the jokes, everything that's in there, even the stuff that falls flat, is in the book. Yeah, but So it's all scripted. Those books are like written last minute. No, right? no, 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 this wasn't. This was, again, this was based on the script. This was released months ago. Yeah. So this is based on the script as it was at the time of them shooting 
and before they did the cuts. So there's other stuff that's interesting in there as well. Stuff like Holtzman explaining that she's found this pipe that she's going to turn into a proton shotgun that isn't in the film, but then that's the same thing that Melissa McCarthy yeah, she does. She picks up the pipe, she goes, she gets does the she? pipe. Yeah, and she goes, I'm going to make a proton shotgun. Oh, okay. Shotgun. Yeah. So yeah, but stuff that's like that's explained. There's a lot more in there that explains shit that, that's going on. And it's it's odd. It's still not a good script. It still can't be a good film. But there's more in there, in there to flesh these characters out. And I feel like it would have added a little bit more to it. I feel like they originally had about a two-hour film. And then they made it into the hour and a half thing that you got now. Mm. And that's I think a lot of that missing out of it is a bit sad. Um, especially people like Rowan. Rowan says that he's been constantly bullied. He had a fucking awful life. He was like a young kid who was an orphan and didn't have parents. He wasn't taught. He was orphan. Open, yeah. rule opens here, yeah. yeah. um, and so it makes him a bit sympathetic because it's not sad because he was just some bullied shit in school who had like great parents and loads of money. He had a shitty life, and then he had even shittier times, and then he didn't have anyone to turn to to help him. So he took a <laughs> shitty job after getting a, sh- a really good degree, but not having any any stepping stones to actually use the degree. So he just turned inward on himself and just went, look, I'm going to fucking just end it because look at this world, it's not worth anything. And of course he's going to feel that way if he's got no one, he's got nothing, he's never had anyone. And it makes a little bit more sense, but it still reeks of that um, responsive character to the internet backlash from shit. And I know know it was filmed before all that happened, but it feels very much like, you know, almost like they had a target. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I, obviously there was a reaction to the casting of the characters originally, the fact it was all female, that they probably based that on. Yeah, It was maybe. more like a little bit of an attack on them. And I, I, yeah, fair enough to him, because I fucking hate those internet trolls. I hate internet people in general most of the time, because they're all cunts. Yeah. They all take stuff and they just act like pricks to people. I don't care if there's a female Ghostbusters. As I said, I've seen the other side of this. But I you understand. Hate women. I don't hate women. I fucking love... I adore all the actresses in this. When people say women aren't funny, look at Elizabeth Banks. She's fantastically funny. Even in a film like fucking One Night Stand, which is awful, she's a funny person. In Role Models, she's got very few scenes in that film, but she steals most of the ones she's in because she's so fucking on the point. She's almost like she's acting like a character in in a comedy who's a real person. And I always like that because someone who can play a straight man but still have a joke or two in a realistic manner is fantastic. But anyway, uh, Ghostbusters novelization. It's interesting. It's 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 not the same as the film. I would give it more of a more of a David Spade, but it's still not really worth reading if you're so not you've really made interested. Us waste half an hour on Ghostbusters. All right, your turn. Fuck's sake, Matt. Fuck's sake. Your turn. Right, I'm gonna review. Well, I don't even know now because you messed up my orders. Right, I'm gonna review BoJack Horseman series three. Great. It was really good. Mm. I liked it. Yeah. I'd probably say it's better than season two. Oh yeah, I like season, season two. Season two's, season two's good. Season one's the best. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, Bojack's back, being miserable, self-destructive, destroying the lives of him and others around him. Sometimes selfishly, sometimes accidentally. Um, there's a really cool like episode partway through. It's like a silent movie where he's wandering around in a, a subaquatic world, and it was kind of nice for him to do a concept episode like that <clears> and play around with it. It's like fully moved away from any comparisons you can make to stuff like Family Guy where people just go it's another animated lols comedy thing it's oh like, no it's always it been, never was it was always higher than the that. first few episodes start like that the first few episodes aren't particularly deep in the original the series the closest thing to it is something like Archer where they take yeah. referencing to a whole new level yeah but it's like genuinely really good series this one um, I quite like some of the like the direction it goes him building up to wanting to get an Oscar and then 
like where he thinks that's the natural career path he's meant to be on, hmm. to win an Oscar for a film that he's actually not even in because they computer generated him for the whole film. Yeah. Um, and his entire like his entire decline at the end of the series is entirely because of Mr. Peanut Butter making up the Oscar nominations, yeah. trying to be helpful, putting Bojack in a nomination, and then it sends him into a spiral. Yeah, but it turns out he's not. There's someone whose entire life depends on that nomination. Yeah. Then you've got the other side of it, which is yeah. the uh, young girl. Yeah. Um, what's her name? The girl from the original series, whatever her name was. <laughs> Fart noises. But um, yeah, it gets really depressing at the end. God, yeah. yeah. It's as close as I've come to having an emotional response to something in a long time. Uh, uh, yeah. But um, yeah, I kind of I really like the series. I'm looking forward to what the next series is because everyone's in a different position now, and it's like, yeah, all the characters are in a different place. Um, I like I like the fact. Um, that they they had their own take on internet trolls, hmm. like that was really interesting. The yeah. fact that they uh, they made comments about like how females are treated in the media and shit like that, and hmm. now I thought that was really interesting. But um, uh, yeah, I really like the contrast towards the end. That final the final two episodes, yeah, the broken time one in which he kept having those lapses, yeah, fucking incredibly done. Like, yeah. uh, why is there not more TV like this? This was fantastic. It was like a... That, again, it was like a concept episode because it kept skipping through time. Yeah. And he kept doing stuff accidentally to make stuff better, um, but it was actually causing so much strife and horribleness to other yeah. people. Um, but yeah, it's, it's still a great series. It's fantastic. Now you have to wait another year because Netflix. Yeah, <laughs> they release, now, Netflix, they release stuff in between, don't they, so it's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, but that's the thing with Netflix. They chuck a series up, you watch it all in two days, and now you've got a year. Mm. Yeah. But you can rewatch like I found myself I found myself rewatching Community on Netflix and stuff yeah. like that because it's on there and I'm really glad that's on there because in the yeah UK I need to sit and watch that eventually properly yeah but uh, yeah Project Awesome Series Three dark fun yeah. silly yeah really depressing really depressing hilarious <laughs> yeah um, and yeah that whole underwater episode was brilliant I love that episode um, but yeah, yeah, I want more Princess Caroline. What happened to the three kids standing on each other's shoulders? They they jumped, they jumped to it. Oh yeah, series, yeah, series yeah, two, series two, yeah, yeah, that happened. Yeah. yeah, we've grown up. We can no longer be in this relationship. I know you got taller, but because <laughs> <laughs> they're cool, they're all getting a little bit older, aren't they? Yeah. and they get caught and grounded by their mum. They can't go yeah. out anymore. Um, yeah, series three was really good. Watch yeah, I, I agree. I'm, I'm probably gonna probably gonna have to watch it again before you as like a proper review. I feel like I need to pay more attention to the first four episodes. Um, I liked the Uber stuff as well. It's like, hey, maybe females would feel safer if we only had female drivers. Yeah. And then it's like, wait, should we do the same for guys? Turns out guys are harassing the female drivers. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah. It seems yeah. like Uber jokes are a thing now and like, required in all Netflix shows. It does seem like that, doesn't it? Because <laughs> Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt did the same yeah. thing. It's just the piss, isn't it? Because it's Uber. It's yeah. pretty awful. Yeah. Um, I like the paper mache head as well. So the paper, oh, yeah, the episode with yeah. the paper, where he's trying to find out why he's receiving it and why he's not receiving it. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Cool stuff. Next series, please. Now. All right. Let's see what we can do. Yeah. Uh, my <laughs> next review is Ghostbusters 2016, oh, the video game. You didn't buy that, did you? I did not. And I did. you can't review on it on PC for a dinner. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so you bought a pirated copy? No, 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 no. I bought G two A or something. Bought a Steam shit. code. Mm, don't yeah. use G2A anyway so this scum Ghostbusters 2016 the video game it's not very good don't be racist against video it's games it's almost the same as Sanctum of Slime do you remember Sanctum of Slime yeah yeah where you had the different coloured waves and that was how you beat ghosts because yeah. the ghosts would be different colours and that's yeah. how you win exactly the same game mm. it's really shit there's loads of books as enemies and they do like 
pans around the screen. It's just fucking awful. Um, the characters are already bland, and it's the same plot as the movie, except instead of the fourth cataclysm, it's the fifth cataclysm. Oh. Rowan's back for some fucking reason, Fair and enough. he's gonna do it again. And he got around to that quick. Yeah, that doesn't really nothing. And, and also, the Ghostbusters from the film are all off fighting ghosts in the White House, which is why they can't be in the game. Fair enough. Because they couldn't buy the likenesses to the women. And also, this bankrupted Fire Axis. <laughs> ah. Is it Fire Axis that made this? I don't think so. Well, I don't know. Wait, who made it? Fire Axis makes Civilization, so they're not bankrupt. No, no, no. no. It, 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 it's basically the company that made Ghostbusters 2016, the game, are now bankrupt. That's uh, because they're developers. Developers are just, like, you know, disposable. That's what publishers yeah. do. They get paid for their job, but they don't get to make much money off the game. They but can't find another job quick enough, they're screwed. It's truly not very good. It, the problem, the problem with a lot of it is just it's it's Fireforge games. The problem with a lot RIP Fireforge games. The problem with a lot of the games is just bland, really shitty action. There's no real personality. Hmm. Um, I but, look at the cell shading and stuff and the artwork. Oh, it really looks bad when everything's moving though. Yeah, but I look at the cuts. I was watching some of the cutscene stuff on it the other day, and it was looking really cool. Yeah, the game right. is nothing like the cutscenes. It's all yeah. top down, yeah, top-down chamber thing, yeah. based. It's really yeah. shit. Don't. I was kind of surprised it was like thirty something quid. It was fifty on release. Yeah. Um, you get a free copy of the film when you buy it. Though. Do you? <laughs> on PS4 and Xbox One. What the original film? No, the new one. Really? When it's released, yeah. Oh. You get a code. You can watch it. Oh dear. In 1080p, 60 oh. frames per second. Well, maybe 30. Um, anyway, um, yeah, it's, it's not very good. It's again, it's a Tom Atkins. Uh, no, not Tom Atkins. <laughs> It's an Adam Sandler. It's just a terrible film. Why are you hating on Ghostbusters so much? Look, I'm going through the stuff... Are you afraid of a ghost? I was going to do a Ghostbuster-centric episode two weeks ago. Mm. We didn't do it, so I have to do it now. It's been four weeks. That's why you're forcing me to find six things to review. Well, no, I've got other bits. Piece of shit. Um, (laughs) But uh, but I really wouldn't recommend it. Don't buy it for PS4. Don't buy it for Xbox One. If you see it for a 5 or a tenner, then fill your boots. But you don't want to get rid of it after a day. It's really crap. Oh, and also it plays the theme tune over and over again on the pause menu. The original one. Nice. Over and over again. Yeah, I think that that gets licensed everywhere, man. Because Ray Parker Jr. needs the money. Yeah, probably. Yeah, he needs the money for his baby mamas. Yeah, it's the only thing he ever did. Yeah. Let's face it. Um, so yeah, I really, I really wouldn't recommend it. Um, your review. But we can confirm that you are afraid of ghosts. I am terrified of ghosts. Yeah, yeah. that's why you hate all things Ghostbusters. I hate all things against Ghostbusters. Ghosts. I am scared of ghosts. Yeah, okay. I ain't afraid of no person. Right, what review am I on now? Four, three, three. Okay, so Stranger Things. Great. Which is on Netflix. Have you watched a whole lot of it yet? No, I've only watched four no. episodes. Um, Stranger Things might be the best TV show this year. Really? Yeah, it's really freaking good. Um, it's like they've taken all those 80s VHS like B-movie horror things that you know you used to like in the weird. The sort of things there, millennials like to laugh at them. Kids today, they love to laugh at anything 80s that they go, oh, it's so cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, they've basically taken those concepts and turned them into this legit, serious approach. It's kind of... Um, it's like an anthology series type thing, but I imagine if they do a follow-up series, it'll be set in something else. Like, that's how it'll be. Like, they do one series set on one story, like a American oh, right. So one will be zombies, and then one will be Maybe. I think aliens. I, what I'd love to see if the next series was based on 50s B-movie stuffs. I'd love that. Like, mm. a 50s B-movie alien thing. I'd like that as well, actually. Um, That'd be good. Really good performances from like the cast. The kids in it are like they feel like kids from Goonies and stuff like that. Yeah, like a bunch of little oik swearing and 
being shouty at each other and stuff. Um, the girl that plays Eleven in it, I can't remember her name, she's Spanish, um, like, shockingly good actress, that girl. Like, she she does these little tiny inflections with her face as she goes along, as her character gets more and more complex, because the first few episodes she's really shut off and quiet, but as it goes along she sort of starts to become more of a person. Like, you see her getting more traits as a character. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Who's the guy who plays a cop? He's in Suicide Squad briefly. Oh, yeah, the guy who... Dave Bonner, Dave yeah. something like that. Um, he's really cool in it. I like him. He's authoritative. It's nice to see Winona Ryder in a thing because you don't get to see Winona Ryder much. They had her in Star Trek and they bloody blew her up on a planet. Not the first... The yeah. second film. First film. Second film. No, it's the first film. Vulcan gets destroyed. Oh, right. yeah. yeah. Um, freaking, you don't know anything about Star yeah. Trek. I can do this. I can do this. No, no. Freaking... What's yeah, his name? Yeah, Chekhov runs to the teleporter because he can grab people from... Yeah, he's trying to move. The floor falls from underneath her. She dies. I can do this, and she falls before he can do it. Yeah, it's in Star Trek 2009. Yeah. Um, But yeah, Matthew Modine, nice to see him in it. He's a bit odd in that, isn't he? He looks all grey haired. I kind of feel like that should have been. He's got a goatee, hasn't he? No, no, no. Has he got a beard? No. No, No, he hasn't got a beard. No. He's just got white hair. And he kind of reminds me of, like, you know, the weird characters you get in 80s movies like Phantasm, like you get the tall man or something like that. It's like that weird. Odd character. I kind of feel like he should have been played by David Lynch. Don't ruin it for me. I you. think that would have been. No spoilers. <laughs> but um, yeah, he's he's great in it. The creepy look for the special effects. There is like in the final episode the CGI monster thing that you see every now and again early on. Um, they kind of expose it a bit too much, I think, in the final episodes. Like, so you, you kind of you can see the budget being mm. used up, but they've spent their budget well in this. Like dressing like whole areas of towns to like they're in the nineteen eighties and. The, uh, the upside down world there's like basically the main premise is some creatures escaped it's it's out there he take kidnapping people a little boy gets kidnapped in the first episode and he's in some sort of alternate dimension I've seen this like that's mm. that's where that girl goes well the little the girl second or third episode no the the older girl the teenager yeah, um, yeah she's near the pool and she's trying to crawl out yeah the pool. she gets pulled out yeah yeah but um yeah there's like it's like the alternate dimension. It's the upside down, as um, Eleven refers to it as. Okay. The girl. She Eleven's a girl who's been experimented on by Matthew Modine in this lab. They probably weren't intending to open this other this put this rift to another dimension. Mm. The um, the idea is that they were trying to use her to spy on Russians and stuff like that. Oh, okay. So instead of trying to rip open a whole other dimension, they were trying to like traverse a space. Yeah. Like, like they were uh, trying deep, to make basically like to find out that she can listen. To people the other side of the planet, yeah. and it'll play through a loudspeaker. Okay, yeah. so that's kind of like uh, the plot to. Um, it's a whole Horizon. bunch of stuff. It's all sorts of weird stuff like coming yeah. together, but in the process, this monster gets out as you learn gradually as it moves along. Um, but it's got this really cool, creepy B movie look, where everything's slimy. Mm. I and like weird. the titles. The yeah. they look like an old VHS, like the Tales yeah. from the Crypt. Like the the music's text. not done by... The guys who do the music, it's the first thing they've done. Oh, really? Like, there is nothing... No, they've probably done other stuff elsewhere. They're probably mm. musicians in some synth group or something. Mm. But on IMDb, this is literally their only credit. That's crazy. And I thought it was disaster pieces at first. I was listening to it going... Because, you know, mm. the guys did the music, it follows. Yeah. Um, but they've also done all sorts of... They did loads of video game music for years. They've mm. done, like, covers of video game songs. I've got one of their albums somewhere. Okay. But, um... I thought it was them, but it's not. It's like this synthy driving dark shit. Um, but yeah, I, I freaking loved it. And I don't really have like super nostalgia for that Spielbergian eighties thing. Like you love your monster, you. Yeah. you love your Goonies and your Monster Squad, but I don't like. They don't mean as much to me as they are to some people. 
like for the 80s for me I was into like the 80s action stuff I was into my yeah. Schwarzenegger and my see I'm into stuff. that as well like my problem is that when I was a kid growing up in the 90s uh, my parents had Robocop and they'd let me watch it Robocop mm. wasn't an issue for them yeah. what was an issue were the things like Freddy Krueger and Nightmare on Elm Street and, yeah. and, and Return of the Living Dead so what would happen is my parents my parents worked both worked full time so mm. I would be home from school between 3.30 to about 5 being neglected no, not being a latchkey kid. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, and so I'd have this time where I could go home, grab a video from the video cabinet because we'd have kids' videos would be open, they'd be out. You could yeah. see them. You'd have like jungle Robo and stuff. Um, <laughs> Robocop. Um, and then the the adults' videos, not pawns, because that would make me. A, no, the yeah. adults put the adults' videos are in Lloyd's bank bags on yeah. top of your parents' yeah, cupboard, yeah, hidden away. Which is exactly where Paul's mum and dad's pawn were, which we found when we were about fourteen. I when found you were that in 14, about. You were, you were looking for porn. I just we to, were like, we I were like, porn. I bet your mum and dad's got porn. Yeah. And he's like, they probably have. And I go, what's this bag on top of their thing? Open that's, it up. It's when it's paused on the on the really really horribly. And it, it was the shit. stuff that's like not legally available in the UK as well. Weird. So all the all the weird. Okay, let's not get into this because you're like implicating someone in some weird sex crime. Stop mm. it. Um, um, yeah, it's but great. yeah. When I was a kid, it used to be you open the doors up and you take a film and you try and. So you'd find out where it was when you took it out and put it in the video. Yeah, my mum didn't give a shit. She let me watch whatever I wanted to oh, really? watch. Yeah. yeah. I, had to, I had to find out where it was in the video. So I'd find yeah. out where they'd watched it to. And then I'd, I'd mark it down and be like, okay, so that's happening. All right, cool, cool. Rewind it to the beginning. Watch the whole of the film. Hmm. And then rewind it to the point where it was at when I took it out of the box. Thinking just in case they were watching it the other night. What kind of monsters are your parents that they don't rewind films when they're finished with no, them? No, because back in the day, if you were halfway for a film, you wouldn't go and just fucking leave it in the video player. Especially if it's like a nasty film where like your kids can watch it. So you take it out and you put it in a box and Why you just you watch the other half. stop watching halfway through? Because some people had full-time jobs and kids to look no, after. You put the time aside. My parents, my parents worked really hard to raise us. Mm. That's where I get my work ethic from. Anyway, so you have DVDs. Do you recommend it? (laughs) I was young. Like this is when I was like six. We didn't get a DVD player until '98. Yeah. Um, and we got Super Mario Ryan, and then three years later we got a DVD home theater system, 5.1 stereo, Mm. and we got uh, 13 Warrior. Great movie. Yeah. My first DVD was Austin Powers: The Spy Who Shagged Me. And I feel like that quality of movie is what, you know, has set the bar pretty yeah. low for I think you. I brought that and then Blade. I think you brought that <laughs> and then lost your dignity. Yeah. And then got a little bit back when you got Blade. Spike Shack is the best of the three. Maybe. Maybe no. the first one. No, the first one's much better. Um, anyway, go. go. Stranger uh, Things, excellent. Yeah? Like, Recommend. probably my favourite TV show. If you've got Netflix, so then why not watch it? I mean, it's yeah. already been raved about, hasn't it? Yeah, everyone has. Everyone's yeah. loving it. It's, it's great. Great performances. Great concept and story and twisted weird shit and mm. I like it and um, yeah and there's swears in it everyone loves swears swears yeah yeah. they say shit so much the swears in it uh, yeah, yeah what is it rated as a 15 probably I'd say 15 yeah, yeah most likely is it yeah. gory uh, occasionally yeah. like it's all like it's more implied gore. Uh, there's no gore in the first four episodes so it's, it's not gore. like gory in like a blood and guts type thing it's just people are getting murdered though aren't they yeah yeah, yeah. Um, okay it's grim more than anything yeah cool I am going to finish watching it, and again, mm. I want to watch rewatch some of Bojack Horseman. And I'm going to watch Stranger Things all the way through because I've got another six episodes. Yeah, is it ten episodes? Eight, eight episodes. So another mm. four episodes. Um, yeah, it's very cool that I've been enjoying it so far. Mm. Okay, my next review is uh, is going to be 
Ghostbusters Free Tournament of the Demons, which is a which is a fan fiction book I stumbled across when I was trying to find more stuff to review about Ghostbusters, and was stuck between Ghostbusters 4K release of the Blu-ray, which is fantastic. Why do you remember. hate fan fiction? Um, but I picked this because I spoke to the person who. Um, well, this was recommended to me on a forum hmm. when I was asking people if anyone had a script, a copy of the script for Ghostbusters Free that was written by Max Landis. Ma- no, no, Harold Ramis, Ramis and stuff. Oh. Like. Because um, there was originally they wrote a script for the Ghostbusters going to hell, yeah, and it was going to cost them like 125 million, and the studios weren't willing to bank that on it, so they didn't do it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I I got in touch with this person, and asked them for a copy of their book, because I couldn't find any active links to actually download this thing, and uh, and I read for it. It's not a very long book, but it's it's the size of the novelization of the fucking film from recently, so it wasn't that hard to read. Um, and yeah, it's, big print and big words, yeah. so it was easy for you to read. No, it's on the Kindle. Um, oh. But it's, uh, but a lot of the it's it's an it's an odd one. So it starts out with um, Zool and things like that are being discussed. Mm. Um, it's been a long time since there's been ghosts. There's yeah. not been a ton of them, and most of the time they're small things that Ray's been dealing with by himself. Whereas everybody else has moved on. So Bill Murray's character um, is he Ray? No, Bill Murray's character. How much do you know about Ghostbusters? I can't remember the name of the Ray Stance. Egon Spangler. I'm not even going to help. Winston Zeddemore and... Peter Venkman, for Peter God's Venkman. sake. Peter Venkman. Jesus Christ. So, Peter Venkman has gone... You are not go an authority become, on Ghostbusters. Yeah, sorry. Peter Venkman has... Winston Zeddemore was I might make that awkward Winston, pause longer. Winston Zeddemore <laughs> was my favourite character, so... <sighs> Peter Venkman has Cuck. gone on to become Mayor of, Mayor of New York. Because Who? he's... Uh, Peter Venkman. Really? Yeah. Mayor of what? New York. Because he's he's like he's he's really good at liaison liaising with people. Um, he is he's married Dina. Is it Dina? Dana. Dana. He's married Dana. Um, Remember characters from Ghostbusters? <laughs> I've forgotten them. Um, uh, you've got Egon has gone on to become a professor, mm-hmm. um, and he's got a daughter with Janine. Um, Winston has gone on to get a degree and oh, in, in engineering um, and also he has his own aviation company so he uses that to fly helicopters and stuff and he's learned how to like Ecto-2 yeah and um, and Ray is still living the dream still a Ghostbuster now missing an eye which is explained later um, and creating new proton packs and so on and so forth just to fight ghosts most of his stuff is now like old and cobbled together so it's a bit weird but he um, discovers some spectral activity when two people are possessed by demons they explode out of statues in a uh, in a in a rustic cabin around the back of a restaurant where mm-hmm. a lot of uh, the old a lot of old magazines are built up and they're all sort of um, no 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 they're all like wow. uh, they're all based on 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 paranormal goings on and they're all uh, they all link to um, the book God uh, Tobin's Spirit Guide. Yeah. So it's all linked to Tobin, Tobin Spirit Guy. Tobin, the original writer, he he has all these interviews and stuff, and there's all this information. Mm. This, the old crazy guy that used to own the restaurant apparently kept all this stuff, and they've kept it because they think it might be worth money one day. Mm. Um, and and basically, it's it's the opening up of the of the doorway again, and letting in all these paranormal activity, paranormal spirits, and it's a new team being formed of um, Oscar, who's now grown up, um, Winston's daughter, uh, not Winston's daughter. Egon's daughter, who's also a genius, a little bit socially, socially uh, awkward, but, mm. but still very good with everything, and uh, and a new character who is sort of our character, sort of the um, the college student who's ended up bunking with Oscar. 
Yeah. And and they're by proxy meeting Egon's daughter. And it's about them um, finding out why these demons have suddenly been released and stopping them from causing a cataclysmic effect. It's much like Ghostbusters 1 and 2, but it's nice because it acknowledges the distance between the older films, but it continues it on. So yeah. a lot of the Ghostbusting isn't done by the old team. It's all done by the newer team, and they've sort of come up with newer instruments to do it. So it's things like uh, using Faraday cages and things like that. And this is Faraday the Faraday cage is just a, sh- a metal shell. Yeah, metal shell that electricity conducts onto the outside and the inside is protected. How would that catch ghosts? You could use it to create like a force field on the outside by having an electrical current that doesn't penetrate inward, thus damaging the ghost, but allows it to be trapped inside. You could transfer the energy. I mean, the, the electricity, you could change it to different frequencies, different wavelengths, different powers... The ghost wouldn't be harmed. It'd be inside a Faraday cage. Yeah, it'd be trapped in there until you take the Faraday cage off. Yeah. So the trap would be active, and the ghost would be trapped inside of it, and then you could transfer it to another containment unit. Just use the trap that you always had. Yeah, no, but that, it, what they're saying it's is quite a te- wide range. You know the you know the trap itself. Yeah. It's like an advanced version. Well, it's like a newer version of that using newer technology. And yeah. It's like Egon's helped make it. He gives him he originally gives him the plans and says, "What can this be used for? What is a what is an application for this in the modern world? Mm. And they sort of integrate into the older. All right, fair enough. But anyway, um, so um, so in regards to in regards to it, it's well thought out. This guy Charlie Wood, who's written him, um, he, he as I said, I got in contact with him so he could send me a copy, and it's a really easy read. It's odd that it's so easy to read and it's so hard to find now because there seems to be a lot of buzz about it on the internet, and there's a lot of people that are mm. sort of integrated in this thing, especially script like people that swap scripts and stuff. They were the ones who recommended it to me, and finding it was a little bit harder than I expected, especially the way that everybody sort of knew about it. You'll be on the right Discord chats or something, probably. Maybe. Yeah. But um, anyway, it's it's really good if you can find a copy, or if you speak to Charlie, I'm sure he'll be able to send one to you. He's a friendly guy, and he had a nice chat with me about it. Um, but yeah, all in all, this is kind of where I'd like the Ghostbusters to have been. This is kind of where I'd like it to be, because they could have... But you couldn't even remember Peter Vinkman's name. I mean, pff, what do you care about Ghostbusters, really? Why do you, why do you hate Ghostbusters? Is Why do you weird? hate Vinkman's? Is it weird that I remember Walter Peck? I don't know. <laughs> Dickless here. I know. <laughs> is this true? Yes, this man has no dick. Mm. Fantastic. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I recommend it if you can find it. It's it's not it's not a high accolade. It's, it's you're just, a high it's, accolade. It's a nice speculative piece of writing, and it's well written. Mm. It is well written. It's it, you can tell it's a labour of love. There's a lot of information in there. I mean, and also it's weird how much of the stuff that he has created has sort of ended up in the movie that they recently released. So, you know, the dual pistols that um, Kate McKinnon uses, that's Ray's weapon of choice now in this because he can't hold the wand properly anymore and operate a trap. So instead he has the, so he can use one, operate a trap and then bring the other one up to drag the ghost into the trap. All right. You get it? So it's pretty clever, right? That's... A nice way of doing it because you can angle it that way. So you just attach two. the trap to his crotch, <laughs> pelvic fire thrust, it, <laughs> suck them into his crotch. But all in all, it's it's nice, and it also acknowledges the changing in the actors as well. Mm. Like you know how Dan Aykroyd's bigger now, yeah. so they make him like so he's bigger and he's he's slower and he's not as good at doing what you see. It's just crazier. It's nice. Yeah, he's he's a little bit madder. I would um, integrate his his webbed toes into. Film and have him swimming really well, yeah, like uh, Kevin Costner. Like, yeah, like Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner integrated his gills. Yeah, yeah, his real gills. Yeah. yeah, but um, but I really enjoyed it. Um, I I mean, rating it anything is is only going to be 
it's weird because it's fan fiction there's no money behind it so there's no harm in asking for a copy and reading it so I won't really rate it um, but I'd, I'd recommend it to anyone who's interested in this sort of thing um, and yeah yeah have a look maybe I don't know yeah. I can give you a Reading copy if you, stuff, want, if you want to read it I can give you a copy you can put it on your phone and just go for it do I ever read nowadays loads of times I can read my mouse map it says yeah. Nintendogs so, alright get on with it <sighs> review number what am I on five Four? You're on four. That's it. Yeah. Review number four, because I've got to think of other stuff now. Shit snacks. Um, Overwatch. We did Overwatch weeks ago. No, I did Overwatch. No, I did Overwatch weeks ago. The Uncharted Collection, which I had for ages. I'm not going to review Killzone Shadow 4. That's not a thing. Dragon Quest did that ages ago. Uncharted 4 did that ages ago. No. I'm going to review Robot Wars. It's back. Oh, the new one. New series. Two episodes in. Well, the third one was tonight, but I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. But um, it's like it's never been away. Except now that there's an Irishman instead of a Liverpudlian presenting it. They've they've let an Irishman in there. No. Oh. Dora Brian. Oh. And there's a new girl called Kay... Something beginning with I haven't watched it. But um, yeah, it's it's classic robots. It's a bit kitsch. It's a bit campy. It's got these silly robots. It's, it's got socially awkward people on yeah, the camera. Yeah, socially awkward people. So um, how did you how did you build this sexy machine? There's one... Well, well have you known that the motor came from my mother's vibrator uh, and... That's yeah, powerful enough. <laughs> but, um, they've, they've, they've sort of reformatted the show a little bit. There's a bit more focus on the build of the robots. Mm. Each team gets a little... Well, the teams that qualify for the first bit... Get a load of like little. This is my robot. This oh, like is where I from. Yeah. And, stuff, yeah, and do a little bit of them. Um, but the way the format works on the show now is there's a lot more fights in one episode. Because mm. um, before it used to be single elimination. This yeah. one they have two four way battles. Mm-hmm. The two losers from that battle are kicked out instantly. Like yeah. Razor was last week, who was a champion on Robot Wars before. Um, and the two winners go into a four way um, league. Yeah. So everyone fights everyone else. And then the two highest scores on that fight each other in the final. So you get like seven battles or something in one episode of Robot Wars now, which is quite cool, and they buzz by really fast. Um, there was one robot in the first episode, which might be a weapon of mass destruction, I think. It's got like a big old spinning disc, like Hypno Disc did have. Um, and in the first fight, that disc wasn't working properly, and it wasn't getting up to full speed. In the second fight, they'd fixed it, and it started making this whirring noise, like some sort of demon. Because apparently it's spinning fast enough to rip a hole in space-time. Um, one of the robots, which was a fucking stupid-looking thing, it was a box with a frame around it and flails. It looked like someone's just like hit random mm. on the game. Um, but there isn't a random button on the game. I would like it if there was. Um, but it hit one of them, tore the entire outer frame off. One of the pieces flew through the air and smacked into the glass behind where Darbrian was stood. <laughs> he came up and said, this landed right in front of her, like, spit the bulletproof glass. Jesus. Um, just shattered the whole thing. They had to rebuild that. They had another fight after that. <laughs> and the guys who made the spinning disc thing felt so bad they helped him fix their robot. Um, but yeah, it seems to be a lot more destructive, this series. Everyone's getting trashed. Like, mm. um, which is what we want. We want yeah. to see robots being destroyed. Um, and then duct tape it back together awkwardly yeah. behind the scenes while someone goes, this is a very fast robot. Last week had like probably the shittest robot ever mm. and somehow it kept going through rounds and stuff. It was like a little cheese like wing. Hypnodist mouth sling. used to. Hypnodist was good though. Hypnodist would destroy things. <laughs> but this one was like a little wedge thing and it did nothing for most of the fights. Oh yeah, no, do you remember they had the flip? There was one of those flippers are did, boring. Yeah, but there was one of those that did that all the time yeah, before. But everyone who like does flippers now everyone's got a self-writing mechanism on their robot it's like you need to have it 
The simplest one is to just have wheels that go through the top of the thing, so when it flips over, it can keep driving. Or just have it so the flip's powerful enough to, to shoot yeah, it back. Yeah, that's over. all I do. The flipper just pop it back. Yeah. But um, yeah, so everyone's got that. So why do you flippers? Give us buzz saws. Give us chainsaws. Give us lasers. I don't know swords. Um, tasers. Tasers. Yeah, just. Yeah. Like yeah. Acid. Just fire acid. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's 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 like it's never been away. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's keep it going. More road wars. And Darbrian does his thing. He says Darbrian does his thing. Yeah, do you remember Jeremy Clarkson presented Robot Wars for the first series? No. Yeah, the first series was him, and then second, and afterwards it was Craig Charles, and Craig Charles was well into it. But um, he's not in this one because he's filming Red Dwarf, isn't he? New series of Red Dwarf starts next month, I think. I'm all for that. Sure. Yeah, Red Dwarf Eleven. Anyway, you review a thing, you penis breath. Um. Well, I was gonna review Suicide Squad. Yeah, but you have also seen Suicide Squad, so I'm thinking about letting you do that first, unless you want me to do it. I'll do it at the end. Yeah, at the end. Okay, yeah. so my next review is going to be We Happy Few, the beta for Xbox. I'm not Ghostbusters. No, no, no. I only had four Ghostbusters things because it was planned oh. for a whole episode for me, and oh. then I, I've done that now. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so We Happy Few is a. It's a survival game. Survival game mixed in with a Slenderman style running scaredy fear game. Uh, it's really, really good. It's very well realised in its environments and its plotting and pacing. And uh, aesthetically, it looks fucking phenomenal. Aesthetically? Aesthetically. 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 Okay, you keep saying it wrong, that's fine. Aesthetically. Yeah. Um, but it's very kitschy, very 70s. Mm-hmm. The whole plot is that you are constantly being drugged up so that every day you perceive the world in a joyous way. Wicked. So, as long as you keep taking the pill, you keep being happy. Oh, that would sort out depression for everyone. Exactly. Yeah. So one day you're at your job and your job is to redact information from history. Sweet. So you get newspapers. Anything nasty. So yeah, you get newspapers pop down. Anything nasty or anything that mentions drug trials or things like that, you have to redact and then you mm. send them back. And you start having these weird phasing, sort of, it goes a slightly uh, sepia tone and starts yeah. waving. Um, and then, like, then you, you sort of go to take your joy pill, and you can choose whether or not to take it. If you take it, then the game ends, you win. Oh, sweet. Because you're fine, you just keep taking joy. But if you choose not to, then the clock starts spinning, hmm. and you have to, well, first you have to choose what to redact from a piece of paper, and, and, um, and then the clock starts spinning, and then someone comes in and goes, what are you still doing at work? It's the end of the day. Come on, everyone's having a party for you. So you start getting a bit freaked out. And you go out and everybody's hitting this rat as if it's a piñata. Nice. And it's just beating it to death. And then it blood sprays everywhere. And they'll start eating the guts going, do you want some candy? And you go to retch and throw up. And they're like, oh, he didn't take his joy. And then like you have to run out. And then and then it's the game starts true. Yeah. Uh, it starts it with you in a bunker, which you can leave to collect goods and items and do small quests for people around the area. And the more small quests you do, the more items you pick up. You basically need a key to move on to the next area. And then with each area, it advances. So you start getting to places where the plague has started to started to affect people. Nice. And the plague is just... It's a disease you can get, and it affects your stamina and your hunger levels and your sleep levels and everything, really. Um, the only way to cure it is with very specific crafting, and there is crafting in this game. Of course, it's, it's not, a survival game. Yeah. It's not a massive amount of crafting. There's not like a ton of things that you need to make, but you mm. can make a lot of bits to help you obviously evade people 
and get through a little mm. bit easier. Um, but I fucking love it. It's, it feels a bit like Bioshock mixed in with um, mixed in with the culling. Yeah. Like you sort of you've got a closed area that you can investigate, and you've got people that are constantly trying to hunt you, and at the same time you've got uh, you've got that almost um, you've got that polar well not polar you've got that you've got like a reality that's almost a mirror image of ours but slightly skewed it's like yeah. a funhouse mirror version of our reality if everything went weird and everybody wears masks I, I don't quite know why yet because they like masks well everybody got like a mask that's attached to their skin it's like a rubberized yeah. mask that's attached to their skin and it moves when they talk so I assume it's, it's face like, paint isn't it no it's, I think it's a mask it must be a mask because it looks yeah. like a mask it's got like a seam yeah. If it was face paint, it would just blend in, really. So I think it's. Yeah, maybe they purposely put a seam in there. Maybe they purposely put a seam in there because I, think it's, I yeah. think it's a mask. Maybe they just want to always look happy. That might be it because yeah. it, it accentuates so smart, the cheeks, yeah. 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 But yeah, no, really, really good. I highly recommend it. It's not been released fully yet. And they're well, saying no, it's that an early access still, isn't it? Yeah, there's stories and stuff they're adding. There's characters that you can play as different ones. Yeah. So I'd like it to be that if you're taking joy for one character, there's another character that can that takes content. There's another character that takes sadness. No, it's all joy. Is it all joy? Yeah, the whole idea is that you're in a place that's meant to be super happy after World War Two. It's set not long after World War Two, and it's a little village that's like shut itself off from the rest of the world. Yeah. Or the UK, anyway. But yeah, it's got a bit of a prisoner vibe to it, but like a weird a psychedelic bit, yeah. prisoner vibe. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, on the Xbox One. <laughs> Console noob. No, I have a PC. I just don't play games in the joy. I have a PC. Those are for media. I have, I have a ridiculous PC now. It's not ridiculous. It's not an i7. <laughs> I7s are shit. No one cares about them. Everybody loves i7. They're useless. i7s are a step up from i5. What have you got? Uh, an i5 6600K. Oh, it's not an i7 6600K. No, because I don't need an i7. Who needs an i7? People that want to do some serious gaming. Really? My my bloody computer where I'm trying to find out how to uncap the frame rate on Arkham Knight because it's like kicking its ass. <laughs> I just want to see how much I can V-Sync tear the screen to pieces. <laughs> More on that later. So mm. next <laughs> so what's your uh... Don't I'm going to review now because I'd like three things and yeah. you went you went you're doing Suicide Squad so... No 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 I don't I didn't want to do Suicide Squad until you'd done it because you go first with Suicide Squad. But then Squad, I've so like I went first with Ghostbusters. Yeah but now I'm like all messed up because I was going to talk about Things. Well, you well, just do your next one. Ah, oh, oh. whatever it is. Um, Star Trek Beyond. Oh, how is it? Fucking enjoyable. Yeah. Like I hated the last two Star Trek. I say hate. I hate the last one. I like Into Darkness was terrible. Um, Star Trek 2009 is a bad movie that achieves everything it's supposed to do. I thought it was quite fun. It's yeah, but it's not a Star Trek film. I like thought it was a Star Trek. That's film. the thing that bothers me. It's not a Star Trek film. I thought it was a Star Trek None, Those last two were not Star Trek films. No, it felt like a Star Trek film. It really doesn't. Star Trek films aren't people running around the place screaming and shouting. And Kirk wasn't Kirk and Spock wasn't Spock and McCoy was almost McCoy. But that's this the thing is... with those older films. It was like the characters were based on the mainstream idea of what those characters are. Yeah. They weren't the characters. Yeah. Whereas this one was more like it. Um Kirk's a lot more thoughtful about how he goes about things. He's a lot more like he's not just this rage machine. Spock doesn't get angry and starts punching someone's face in at the end of the film. That was a great minute. <laughs> but um the plot for this film is they're halfway through their five year voyage through space, three years in, which is where the original series ended. And Kirk's like, you know what, I think I might want to become an admiral. I'm getting kind of tired of this stuff. Everything's becoming episodic. He says that in the film, which I thought was a nice little clever yeah. nod. Um, so I kind of like that they've just skipped the entire 90s, 60s TV series. Yeah. So you can basically say all that stuff's maybe still canon. 
which is quite cool, even though they did the whole Khan thing in Into Darkness, but they mm. never once mention a single thing that happened in Into Darkness. Really? Which is great. That's weird, though. It's good because the film's shit. Yeah, but they should acknowledge it no. in some way. No, fuck it. No tribbles. <laughs> no tribbles. <laughs> no, what was there tribble in that film? Because that's, this is the thing that I could get. Into Darkness and Star Trek 2009 both make references to Star Trek things in a really like, hey, remember green skin girls? Kirk liked the green skin girls because of that one episode where there was a green skin girl. Yeah. And then in Into Darkness, there's like friggin' McCoy playing around with a tribble because tribbles. Because people remember tribbles. Don't and remember Khan something. was only the bad guy because people remember the name Khan. Because he's the only like memorable individual character villain in Star Trek. Star Trek's never been about individual villains. Like, you know, Khan only appears twice in the entire Star Trek pantheon. Yeah. Um, but people remember him because Kirk once went, Khan! And then in Into Darkness, Spock said Khan. Khan! And they reversed that scene. It was fucking terrible. Yeah, it was pretty um, But Star Trek Beyond, like, you've seen Star Trek First Contact. Yeah. Which is like the action movie mm-hmm. next generation film. That's my favourite Star Trek film. Yeah, a lot of people love that one. I think it's aged a lot now, but I still think it's a damn solid film. Um, even if Picard's not in it. Break it all. He's just like angry Picard. Um, this one's like that. It's a self contained, small adventure with like just. It's an action film primarily. Mm. But Justin Lin? Was it Justin Lin? Yeah, it's Justin Lin. Yeah, Fast and Furious guy, him. James Wan. James Wan? James Wan. Whichever I thought it was, it was Justin Lin. I can't remember. Which one does Fantastic Oh, wait, no. Fast Justice, Justice Justin Lin did G.I. Joe Retaliation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Justin Bieber, believe, whatever it was. Um, and also, didn't he do some of the... Gem and the Holograms. <laughs> Is that Justin Lin? Yeah. Oh, God. Um, but no, this this film, they have the action sequences they want to do, right? Mm-hmm. And they thought, how can we make Star Trek-specific action sequences? Like, sequences that could only exist within the context of this story. Yeah. So you've got a character in it called Jayla, who's like um, she's been stuck on this planet for ages that Picard, that Kirk and all the crew have crash landed on. The and Enterprise she's, she's gets fucking be, wrecked. She's <laughs> meant to be uh, like Jennifer Lawrence in the Hunger Games. Sort of. She's like been stuck there for years, oh, and no, she's been living on her own and doing her own thing. That's what the director said. He said it was like meant to be. Well, she's like she's, she's on her own. She's a rebel, she's but she's be been like... living inside this thing, which you later find out. Spoilers. Um, is an old NX-1 class ship, which yeah. is the type of ship that the original Enterprise that Captain Archer flew in the original in Enterprise series, the last bum, Star Trek bum, series. Um, it's like an earlier version of that. But she's been living in that, um, full of old technology. She's become really good with it. She's made these holographic things. So when she fights people, she's got holograms that come in and beat the shit out of them as well. That's cool. And they use that in a later sequence, where Kirk's riding around on a motorbike because this old... Enterprise had a motorbike on it for some reason um, the old NX uh, the Franklin so there's a whole sequence where they're rescuing people and they're trying to stop the alien threat from the aliens that are there from stopping them teleporting out their teams 20 at a time because that's yeah. the most they can get out in one go um, and he's like riding around a motorbike with like holograms of himself going around the place fucking things up for everyone <laughs> um, every action set piece is set up there's a bit where Kirk and um, oh, fucking Chekhov walk into a trap and they like it's a big old like gas thing that sets off and it turns into foam kind yeah. of like the foam thing from Demolition Man yeah 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 um, he's Safety got that on the foam. back of his bike in this bit and he's trying to protect his guys from getting shot and he drives around like letting off this big foam wall <laughs> around him um, they use the transporters in inventive ways during the sequence he's trying That's to get to Jayla she jumps off the thing he launches a bike into the air leaps off and grabs her in midair so they can transport her with him hmm. um, the finale sequence I'm giving more spoilers 
the aliens have these spaceships. It's like a giant spaceship that moves around like some weird sort of procedurally generated algorithm thing. Okay. But it's actually thousands of tiny little ships. Yeah. Which was in an episode of um, Star Trek Voyager. The swarm. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. But these things, they wreck the fuck out of the Enterprise, like rip it off. The one bit, the bad guy played by Israel Elba's like slice its throat and it just goes through and rips off the saucer section. Really? Which is brutal. It's like the most brutal destruction of a starship in Star Trek. I loved it. Mm. Um, but in order to disrupt them, they're communicating through a radio frequency, mm. so they need to disrupt them by playing music. Now, early in the film, you establish that Jayla likes loud banging music because she's listening to some NWA or something like that on the Enterprise. So she picks out a song, they put the booster through, they've got um, McCoy and Spock are flying one of the little ships through the middle because they're trying to like infiltrate and get... They're going to destroy this massive great big base that kind of looks like the Citadel from um, M Mass Effect. Okay. It's a big old rotating city. Yeah, the weird like... like yeah. With the gravity all yeah. being messed up. Um, so they play Sabotage, mm-hmm. which ties into the trailer, which was a fucking terrible trailer. Yep. Ties back to Kirk in the original film listening to Sabotage for whatever reason, but yep. at least he goes, ah, oh, good choice song. Good choice of song, that. You mm. liked it. And it's the most euphoric action sequence I've seen in a film for years. Really? Because <laughs> they're flying along, the Enterprise is blasting out sabotage, mm. and spaceships are blowing up all around them, and it's playing to go, da da da, and they're like, wait, they're like riding all the little spaceships, mm. like it's a surfing wave, just with fire and explosion going everywhere. And they send the signal to the base that all the spaceships are now crashing into and trying to destroy. Mm-hmm. They're trying to rip away the sides of this space station. And the space, the space station then plays it back mm. right at the moment when it goes, why? <laughs> like that. So the entire alien vessel just goes, mm. like that in time to the music. It's like the most euphoric, ridiculous thing. And it's in a Star Trek film. Like, it makes no sense when you say it, but in this film it fucking worked. And Star Trek failed horribly at the box office. Well, it's the last film was awful. Mm. No one wanted to see this. I know. But it is honestly... I would probably say I was saying top five Star Trek film. I'm probably saying top three now. Mm. Like my favourite three Star Trek films are Wrath of Khan, Motion Picture, and now I'm teetering on this one. I'm on First Contact. Yeah, a lot of people love First Contact. If you go to Next Generation, that's mm. your one. I didn't um, really watch Star Trek when I was a kid. Yeah, my dad did. I didn't like First it. Contract works really well yeah, as a film. First Contract works yeah. as a film because yeah, um, you've got an enemy, you've got a villain, you've got like a yeah. yeah. And this one carries on a little bit after that. That's not the finale. There's a little bit more, but it uses the weird gravity inside this space station for an action sequence that's quite oh, cool. Nice. Um, Idris Elba's underused. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. But he's always um, underused. He's covered by loads of makeup, and he's basically... He's been stealing the DNA of other people. Well, that's why he's an alien, but yeah. he's not actually an alien. He's human? Yeah, he's human. Oh, really? But when he's been taking people's DNA, he takes on their... like He oh, sucked right. up their DNA to keep himself young. Oh. Um there's a whole plot thing involving the Franklin all this sort of stuff I've got into a lot of spoilers but the film's been out for a month anyway well three weeks Um, but honestly like the most accessible Star Trek film to date like more so than First Contact like more so even than the first one in this series yeah like it actually establishes actual characters like Mm. the first 20 minutes of the film is one of the strongest first acts I've seen Mm. Um, there's a brilliant they had to be referencing Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy at the start the first scene in the film you know how usually there's like a scene at the start of these films that have nothing to do with the rest of the film? Yeah. Kirk's giving a gift to this alien race and they're really angry about it because in their culture, why would you ever give someone something? There mm. must be something wrong with it. <laughs> um, so the alien's like, they're like, Rah! like that. And all the time you just see Kirk down the bottom, you see a close-up of them. 
and they'll like kill him and they all come charging down and they're like one foot high and they're all these tiny little <laughs> so I'm thinking it's a you know Spock Kirk's grossly underestimated the size of his enemy here. Yeah. Um, but yeah that, that that little thing he has is actually the MacGuffin that the villains are after it's a weapon okay. of extreme power mm. um, and it's the thing they're going to use to wipe out ray aliens everywhere just oh. disintegrates them so it actually has an integration, whereas in Into Darkness, they're on this planet at the start. The Enterprise is underwater, which spaceships can't fucking do. Mm. There's a difference between underwater and being in space. Mm. Um, and that had nothing to do with the rest of the film. And also, there was that awesome end fight in Into Darkness where they were riding on what was a garbage truck, I think? Yeah, and Spock and was, around, and crying, Spock was and just crying and punching. crying and punching again in the face. And McCoy's like, no, um, Uhura's like, don't kill him, we need his blood. You have 22 other super soldiers locked in cryostasis at this moment. Mm. Um, Noel Clark's like, I'm going to kill everyone because my family. Oh, yeah, Noel Clark was in it. Yeah, fuck. Mm. I forgot about that. Klingons uh, were in it because they had to have Klingons in there. Who gives a fuck? Moving on from that. You recommend Star Trek, Star Trek Beyond? Beyond? Yeah, you will love it. Well, like, you say that. You, you thought I'd like Warcraft. You're a terrible human being. That's a fucking shit but film. You know how like, the, fan, the Fast and the Furious films, the last couple, have actually been pretty enjoyable? Yeah, they've been stupid as yeah. shit, that's why. Yeah. So fucking rock flexing this, out of that this cast. Film, this Star Trek Beyond isn't smart. No. But it works as a film. Everything, every plot point... Well, that's the thing. Like, Fast and the Furious, along. you could never accuse them of not having a diverse cast. Yeah. Or knowing their age. There's a nice, like... um. <sighs> There's some nice little moments in there, a little bit of Vant and Yelchin love. He's got more to do in this film than he's had in any of the previous ones, which is so relieving. I was worried that his last big film, he was going to do nothing like he did in the previous two. I Green Room with Anton Yelchin, yeah. didn't I? Yeah. yeah. That was, that's probably been... Like, I even liked uh, Odd Thomas. Yeah, Odd Thomas is weird. It's quite decent. Mm, it's not it's brilliant, by, but it's uh, Joe Dante, isn't yeah. it? Same guy did uh, Gremlins. Gremlins, yeah, Joe Dante. Good mm. guy. Yeah. Gremlins and... But, uh, Monster Squad. Star Trek Beyond, highly recommended. Go see it now. Oh, wait, no. Give it at least a couple more quid. You Monster Squad. No, that was done by Fred Decker. Yeah. Fred Decker also did another clips. Yeah. But anyway, Star Trek Beyond. Star Trek Beyond. Watch it. Um, There's an awesome sequence at the end where they get building a new Enterprise and they do, to not waste anyone's time, they do a cool time-lapse building of the Enterprise and it looks like, you remember those Dorling Kindersley books where you see the inside of a spaceship, inside of spaceships and stuff like that? It's like watching all these little bits coming together and go... Cool. and they build a new Enterprise and it's not the Enterprise A or the Enterprise B it's a new design like it uh, looks a lot like the original one is it for the TV series? no because it's in the original series you had the original Enterprise no no I mean is it for the new TV series? no no the new TV series um, each series of that is going to be set in a different time period apparently hmm. it's going to be like an anthology thing hmm. but um, it's not the Enterprise A that was in the like the Star Trek films after Star Trek 2 or the Enterprise B that was in the last couple it's like it's own Enterprise, oh, okay. but it is NC set one seven zero one dash A, but it's like a new design, and I yeah. quite like that. I quite like they've they've gone their own direction a little bit. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, but yeah, honestly, top three Star Trek film for me, and I'm a Star Trek fucking nerd, man. You are. I love my Star Trek. It actually makes me like Star Trek again. Like Into Darkness made me hate Star Trek. <laughs> like if they if imagine if the next Transformers film was good. Imagine if Michael Bay managed to make a good Transformers film. Happen, and I like Transformers again. It's not going to happen. <laughs> no, it's not. Alright. Okay. But I am interested in seeing it. I just haven't had a chance yet. Yeah, you review Suicide Squad in a bit because I've got one other thing to review well, and rave do wanna, about. Do you want to do a Suicide Squad joint Never. thing and then save your one for next time? No. No. <laughs> um, so I've seen Suicide Squad. It's been out for three days. I didn't like it. Fair enough. 
Um, I can totally see why people don't like the film and it's a mess. Yeah. I'm I'm taking the same approach I did with Ghostbusters where I can see it's a mess and I can see what maybe they intended to do. Um, but whatever. We had <laughs> we did have this we had the same argument before that mm. um, intention doesn't always equal quality. No, no, it's not good. And um, and what you can see isn't always what happens on screen. Yeah. I think it's the same with Warcraft. Like this is why we have different opinions on Warcraft. Um but anyway, so um so Suicide Squad, if you don't know, is DC's answer to Don't you know <laughs> So Suicide Squad, for anyone who doesn't know, is a film about a ragtag group of villains. I'm gonna use I'm gonna What's do, that the dirty dozen? Yeah. I'm gonna use I'm gonna use little little quotation marks here. Villains. Yeah. To uh, who are who are just the the meanest that they could afford to pay the rights for the rights for yeah. uh, the meanest group that they can assemble the meanest who, group they can assemble without wasting any characters for yeah. future villain roles in there films. You go. There you go. <laughs> so all these guys are gathered together to go on suicide missions. That's the name. They're all having. They all have bombs planted in their necks, and they have their time reduced depending on how successful they are in the mission. Um, each one is given a small amount of time to cement their backstory. And then it's off to the main mission. I think they're giving a bit too much time to cement the backstory. That's one of my main problems with my the main first problem half hour of the film. It's Amanda Waller is bookending that. So you've got too much Amanda Waller in between. And Joel Kinnaman, just have like five minute vignettes for each one. I wouldn't even have the vignettes. Would you not? The film opens with an introduction to Deadshot and Harley Quinn. And then it introduces us to Deadshot and Harley Quinn again. Yeah, that's true. Like, we didn't need that. We've got them. We we've, we get in that first scene that he's got a kid and he's, you know... Sad. Sad and stuff. That's all you need from Deadshot. That's the humanising part of him. Harley Quinn's humanising part is that she's in an abusive relationship. El Diablo's yeah. humanising part is that she's like... No, 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 no. no. Let's, let's not, let's not yeah. do this because we, we, need to, we need to get into the meat and potatoes of this. So the group are sent into a city that has uh, mysteriously become a ghost town, for the most part. Um, yeah, they evacuated, man. They didn't evacuate Metropolis, though, they, did they? No. And, uh, <laughs> they keep evacuating cities really quickly in these films, these DC ones, don't they? It's like, oh, don't worry, you've evacuated the town. It's only been doing this for like a half hour. Spot's abandoned. Yeah, we got rid of everyone. Um, a dilapidated boat. Sorry, that's Matt Hardy in uh, yeah. Final Deletion. <laughs> So um so they send the team in. The team is compromised. Uh, uh it's yeah, compromised. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Harley Quinn, Deadshot, um, man who doesn't miss. Harley Quinn is obviously the Joker's girlfriend and mad as the Hatter. Um, not the Mad Hatter though. <coughs> Captain Boomerang. It's good with boomerangs. Yeah, good on him. Good on him. <laughs> El El Diablo, who is uh, Johnny Storm. Um, you've also got Slipknot. It's really good at tying knots. Yeah. <laughs> he can climb things. He can climb things. He's really yeah. good at tying tie knots. Uh, Killer Croc, who is King Shark, but in a different form. Yeah. One weird thing about the makeup choices for Killer Croc. They made his head look big and the rest of his body isn't. Yeah, the rest of his body is normal <laughs> size. In his head, he has this massive weird jaw. Yeah. There's, it was fine when he was wearing all the costume yeah, yeah. and stuff. Yeah, that's what that I thought as well. When he, took he it takes off. it off and they go to a wide shot. Yeah. I wouldn't have gone to that wide shot. No. I would have I would have at least bulked him up a bit. Like, yeah. covered him in like some you weird... You literally do that. I would have given him like ridges. Yeah. And shit down his back. I don't like Killer Croc looking ridiculous. Like you know how they made him look in Arkham City. Yeah, I don't like him being ridiculous. like twelve foot tall. No, that's just, a Jim Lee hangover. But I'd really. like him to be like I'd like him to have the ridges running yeah. down his back and stuff like. But anyway, um, and Killer Croc, who's who's like the Hulk for the group. Yeah, for the lack doesn't of do much. <laughs> do you know um, Scott Eastwood's in the film? Yeah, he's uh, he's Rick Flagg's right hand man. Yeah, he helps Killer Can't Croc. Do what he does. He helps Killer Croc do the detonation at the end. Oh yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so. Uh, so uh, it's not very good. 
the problem is that um, okay, so there's no real confidence in any of the characters. It doesn't feel like anyone's anyone's. They, it doesn't feel like they have any confidence in any of these people. Deadshot, it, he gets the most backstory, mm. and his Happy backstory is really good. Like for what he's got. In that oh yeah, film yeah. To work like with. for all he, all he he's has. like one third Will Smith, isn't he? He's not yeah. full Will Smith. But that's the problem. Yeah, that's... he's he's alive in this one, yeah. unlike in After Earth. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, so so Deadshot is given the most, and his his um, his whole his whole deal is that he just wants to do right by his daughter, hmm. um, and you get that he's affectionate towards her, but he's not affectionate towards anyone else. Well, he gets affectionate towards Harley Quinn eventually. Like you just kind of sees her as someone who's no. down in a bad place, and it's like a romantic thing. That's what they were going towards. They've cut it. Either. They've changed it. Um, but anyway, so uh, so yeah, Deadshot. He has his door, and he wants to do right by everything that he bargains for. He's like, okay, just do right by my daughter. Pay for education. Make sure she does okay, mm. and I will do your suicide mission. His daughter, Jaden Smith. Jaden Smith. Um, Harley Quinn. She doesn't really... I mean, I don't know why you'd ever let her out. I don't know why she'd be in a regular prison. I don't know why yeah. she's not getting psychological because help. Because she got a Harlequin. That's why. They want Harlequin. They always put her in the Arrow series. Yeah, Tara Strong. <laughs> they had, like, a random... Tara Strong. It wasn't yeah, Tara, no, Strong. Tara Strong did the voice. Yeah, but they had, like... But they had some another person. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's really crap. But it's, it's not... I, I feel like with some... I feel like there's someone out there who can do this right. I feel um, like this is entirely destroyed by the possibly the worst editing job I've ever seen in a big budget movie. I I would agree with you, but then I'd also say that someone in the marketing department has been very smart. And they've said, all right, make all the posters bright, yeah. make all the music poppy, and then when people go and see the darkest fucking movie in the last 12 months, and that's including Batman vs Superman... They won't have ever expected it. It's great. <laughs> Genius. Because it is so fucking dark. Yeah, visually dark. No, yeah, visually thematically, dark. Not, not, thematically, thematically, a little bit. Thematically, skirts it's it. about as dark as that kid down your road that cut his arm once with a pencil sharpener and then fucking started dyeing his hair black and listening to Black Veil Brides. That's about as dark as this film gets. What it's do you a Black fucking, Veil Brides? It's a hot topic fucking pile of shit. Burn, burn, and down, hot <laughs> topic. Um... I feel like they cut out all sorts of stuff from the character things. Like, the Joker doesn't work, does he? No. The Joker's not the Joker. I like... He's Falcone. The visual visuals of him was weird. Yeah. But I like... I think there's a good performance somewhere in there. Yeah, I think that... But strip away the jewellery... The characterization. Yeah, strip away the jewellery and strip away the stupid tattoos damaged. on his hands and stuff that he keeps putting in front of his face. And yeah, that's impolite. Joker. That's very impolite, isn't it? Well, he's got tattoos all mouth. over his fucking hands and arms and shit. Yeah. And it's just... I don't mind the joke having, like, a J under his eye, but then when you got damaged in cursive across his forehead, and you got a fucking yeah. smile on one arm and then a smile on the other hand, yeah. and he's just constantly obsessed with wealth, like, it's... Uh, why would the Joker care about wealth? Joker's a nihilist, man. Exactly. He doesn't give a shit about this stuff. Or but is he a nihilist? Do you... I mean... The the problem they try to make the relationship between him and Harley seem more romantic than it was, and then they yeah. edit around and special Apparently effect around edit, it. Yeah, like we spoke we yeah. we spoke about this earlier because I I saw this I didn't see this with Anne I saw this separately, and then we sort of we spoke about it early when mm. I came back, um, and uh, there's loads of editing, there's loads of digital shots that did uh, you spot like, the um, the one big thing, like okay, so there's a question, editing problem here one hundred and one yeah. Who shot down the helicopter? Oh, Not what? the Joker's one. 
The one the Suicide Squad were landing in. They get shot out of the sky. Oh, yeah. Who shot them down? Joker didn't. No. Joker wasn't on the scene then, as far as this film's concerned. Now, you see some of the weird creature things that have been, you know, formerly humans who've been turned into weird zombified monster things. Oh, yeah, the zombie film. One of them's holding a gun yeah. at one point. None of them, they never use it. So who shot down? Oh, no, but some of them use guns later. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. you know when El Diablo uses oh, yeah, powers? Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, they're using guns then. But who shot it down? Second editing mistake, editing 101. Yeah. They get into the tower, which I like the tower part, because for a moment it felt like they were doing Suicide Squad does the raid. Yeah. Um... They get into the tower, Harley Quinn goes and jumps in the lift. Yeah. She's going up, fights two things for some reason. When she gets to the top, the Suicide Squad have all got in front of her. Yeah. Right, one, did all 20 of those guys, because they've got a little military group with them, run up the stairs faster than that lift went? Did they take the fast lift? How many people can fit in this fast lift? Why does Harley go in the lift on her own? She was hiding the phone perfectly fine without... No, no, like no, no. That, was, that was the point. It, it, the Joker said he's he's closer. Yeah. He's close to her. She needs to get away from the groove. Why didn't Rick Flag blow her brains out? Yeah, I was thinking that. Um, also, have you noticed... Is it because she had to have a fight scene with just Harlequin? Yeah, I think that's it. I think <laughs> and then they get to I the top and she, they're at the door. Um, they killed the guy who can climb really quickly before that. Do you know what's really irritating as well? Oh. The music cue for that. Really? What was the music cue on that bit? It's like some it's like some like nineties hip hop, like some like R and B. Oh I forgot I, I tuned out the music because it sounded like fucking... someone hit random on their iPod. Yeah, it sounded like someone was it an unnostalgic. This is why party? I said I feel like the first half was edited by a different person to the second half. Yeah. Because the first half is really pop art. There's yeah. like words flashing up on the screen, there's weird lighting effects. Um all the time Amanda Waller's going through the diary and stuff. Yeah. It's like now we're playing Paranoid by Ozzy Osbourne for some reason. Yeah, bow, 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 That's not bow, even the right bow, song. Bow. If you want to have a song to signify Harlequin by Oz, by Black Sabbath, use Crazy Train. Not Paranoid. She's not Paranoid. She's mental. But it's just like they went, oh, we know a song. That's why I feel like the first half was actually cut by the people who did the trailers. Yeah. The second half, I don't think was. I think in the second half, they trimmed around some things, but... As far as the second half went, if you were to progress a story in a way that made sense, if there was a proper thread, that second half moved like a regular film. Mm. It very much like, but I think if you had got to the city quicker, if you got to the city quicker and basically did the Suicide Squad in the raid, Mm. that would be a cool fucking film. Yeah, cut out the first 30, 40 minutes, have the Suicide Squad placed in there, say, have them wake up in the bottom of the building. Yeah. They've just woken up. They've like got cube. yeah, and they've got like big old chest, like because they had those chests in there with their yeah. their stuff in them, and then have Rick Flag go. Good news, bad news. Good yeah. news is you're about to get a pardon. Bad news is you're gonna have to earn it. Yeah. And then explain they've got neck bombs. Each of you's been picked because you're a dangerous person. You're a criminal. You're a villain. Yeah. But we're giving you the chance to help us and yeah. serve your country. If you kill me, you're all fucking dead. Kill me, you die. Go. If you try to run away, you die. Yeah. Do you notice like they even didn't have the scene from the trailer, which was a nice, quick, succinct way of summarising the characters? Yeah. In the trailer, where Rick Flag's going, he's a you know this guy eats people. Yeah. She's a witch. Yeah. Whatever. That's not in the film. Well, yeah, and also that Rick, would have been quicker than getting Rick Flag's relationship with June Moon. Yeah, that's meant to be the emotional heart of the film. Yeah, but it's, it's cut, cut to, shreds. to shreds. Yeah, it's yeah. it's shredded There's like less. moments where you we see it's there, like yeah. when they make her. Um, show off her enchantress powers, and then to the group. He, and then she stabs the heart yeah. to make her transform. You know, back. you know, in the scene where she convinces the government group to make the Suicide Squad after we just spent twenty minutes of her convincing the government group to make the Suicide Squad. Mm. 
Um, I like the way the Enchantress looked before she went into... Weird. Oh, before she became Bikini Lady. Yeah, when she was all like dark and gothic. Yeah, and, and she looked like wisps of smoke. Yeah, and she looked yeah, like she looked um, like oil, heavily influenced by Juwan and the Grudge. And yeah, like when well, Juwan is the I like Grudge. that as well. Yeah, the way when she turns the first time, she's got a hand on the table and, and her hand comes up, flips over, and goes. I liked yeah, it. That was cool. I liked it. Yeah, I like Enchantress. Yeah, never use her properly in these things. I don't know who her brother was. I can't place it in my brain. Who the guy the the big gold CGI effect? No, I don't know who the fuck he is either. Yeah, it doesn't play. I, I probably means something somewhere. I probably miss but it. It's just four asleep. people, wasn't it? Yeah, all the yeah to make him big. Yeah, Ugh. big fire thing. It's just not a good film. This moments like visually, I like some of the shots, but David Ayer's a good cinematography guy. I... The bit when they're in the helicopter and they look out and they see the lightning in the distance. Now they should have questioned it, and it made no sense. But I like that shot where they're just like, what the fuck is going on over there? Yeah. Never mind, we're going for this high-value target. Yeah. Um, that little plot twist with the high-value target, I thought it was quite cool. But it turns out, spoilers, it's Amanda Waller. And the whole time you've been seeing her in the control room, she's actually been there. I... And then she murders everyone. Yeah, she's so people. <laughs> Straight up kills them. She's probably the only person who actually seems like she should be in the Suicide Squad. Yeah, she's the mad one. Yeah, because uh, everybody else is just sort of, they're not really villains. I like how they... Couldn't have fat Amanda Waller. They had thin Amanda Waller in Arrow, so now she's like mid-sized Amanda Waller. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but there's some nice stuff in there. Like, like Deadshot, I thought, looked cool when he had the mask on and everything. I didn't like the mask. I thought it was all right. Because I didn't like the white on red on black, because yeah. it looked a bit paintball-y. That's his colour scheme. It's not a suit like he used to have yeah. in the comics. But um, yeah. that bit where he's like gunning everyone down and all the other troops are just like, oh, well, he's kind of handling all this for us. Yeah, I see, <laughs> I would have really enjoyed that <laughs> if it wasn't... Monsters that are completely black yeah. in a nighttime shot with characters that are all wearing black as well. Yeah, I can't think of anything with Deadpool that really bothered me. Dead shot, death, dead, 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 dead shot, whatever you Um Will Smith is that he didn't do many trick shots. No. And that's kind of the thing for me with well, Dead Well, there was shot. that one in the beginning where he assassinates yeah, cool. the target. That was fun, I like that. Yeah, one second like, left, boom. Two. See, what I'd really know. like is I would yeah. like for that to be his intro. It's like, okay, so give me a mil, give me two mil. Yeah. And then he fires. And then he fires, takes that guy out, and then from behind him gets smacked on the back of the head by uh, by Batman, by Batman yeah. and then taken away. Um, I like that Joy Courtney was a character. He hasn't played a character before. I think he might have been a character in one version of this. I, I quite like that. Well, they, they've obviously cut stuff out with Captain Boomerang, but a lot. Of he's, stuff his accent's code. ridiculously strong. He looks yeah. like a skeevy cunt. And yeah. I like that he's kind of like this. I like the bit where they're in the um, bar and Rick Flag destroys the thing, and he's like, "Oh, you can go now." He just bolts out the door. Yeah, I think that yeah. should have been the end of him. Like yeah. they shouldn't have brought him back, mm. like because that would have been hilarious. If that's the last time you saw him. He just yeah. bolts straight out. And maybe he comes back, downs his pint, and goes again. Yeah, but um, he just turns up in the next scene drinking a can of Fosters. Yeah, straight away, just like, and no one questions it because he missed the speech. Yeah, <laughs> missed a bunch of shit. Yeah. But I, I like Captain Boomerang because he's a goofy character. See, I don't mind Captain Boomerang. I, I don't know who's... So, here's, here's my biggest question. Hmm. Batman vs Superman, what was the major complaint for the whole film? It was too dark, both thematically yeah, and... It's too dark, nonsensical. Yeah. Um, Superman dark, isn't Superman. Lighting, too dark in, in, in I would say, like, tone. a lot of the characters in this one, they got the rough idea of what the character is. The, I think Whereas Batman v Superman, they had no idea who Superman yeah. was. The or Lex Luthor. thing about this is the characters kind of work. Yeah. El Diablo, surprisingly complex character for... Just so shit special effects. There's fire, in it? 
No, no, no. The fire was fine. Like, even the dancing woman on his hand was fine. Yeah. But when they went to that shitty little camera footage to explain how he... Yeah, but this is the um, DC Cinematic Murderverse where all camera footage seen on a computer screen looks like a YouTube video made by a teenager. Yeah, it just looked really bad, didn't it? Flash turns up for one second. Yeah, Flash turns up for a second. That was yeah, a nice he looked little... better. Yeah. Looked a lot more like the Flash than he did with a fucking goatee beard and... Yeah. Like, when you can see him. Mm. I don't like the blue lightning. No. <laughs> I don't like the fact that there's so much lightning. Yeah. Like, it's a hazard. How's he going to save people in a crowded area? electrocuting people to death, wouldn't yeah. Um <laughs> Could be like you could run through, save someone, and everyone's pacemaker could die. Goes like, I don't like that Killer Croc was just a freak, because yeah. that kind of goes against the character. Yeah. I wish that they'd just used King Shark. Yeah. King Shark's awesome. <laughs> because they could have killed him and it wouldn't have affected Batman's stories. Yeah. And also, like... Killer Croc is really betrayed in this. Like, you know towards the... You know the bar scene? Yeah. Where he says, I'm beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. There's the no re- setup for him. No. Yeah. But you know what the setup was in the original cut? Is that he, like, you, you know, everyone tells he, him he's yeah, ugly. Everyone he tells him he's ugly. The only thing that got him through growing up and, mm. and sort of getting to any point in his life where he could do stuff was him saying to himself, no, I'm beautiful. Yeah. I am the only me there is. Yeah. And that's really cool. That's a nice, sweet little bit, like... It's the whole... I'm hoping they pull an ultimate cut and let them put another version of this film out on Blu-ray. Yeah, because what what I watched was subpar. Mm. It was like a 3 out of 10, 2 out of 10. I preferred it over Batman vs Superman, though. Yeah, but Batman vs Superman was like a 0 Shocking. out of 10. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a 1 out of 10. Yeah. It's still not good. If but Wonder it's... Woman fails miserably... <laughs> they'll keep making films. This is the thing. If, they, if Wonder Woman fails miserably, they're going to blame it on women-led films. No, like, no, they will because they, they they've already had Ghostbusters fail. But this isn't Harley Quinn's film. Why is yeah. she so heavily in it? It's not her fault if it fails miserably. It's Will no, Smith's fault. He's not bankable anymore or something. And also, <laughs> why is why is this Harley Quinn who doesn't have a Brooklyn accent when she's Harley Quinzel suddenly has a Brooklyn accent when she's Harley Quinn? The whole so point was not? that Harley Quinzel was from Brooklyn, so she was like, "Oh, you know, I don't really have many friends." And in this, she's just like, well, I don't really have many friends, Mr. J. She's Australian. It's very hard for an Australian to have a Brooklyn accent. As soon as she gets dipped in the fucking acid, she's like, oh, Mr. J. Hey, Mr. J. My pudding. My pudding. You can't have your pudding till you eat. She, that's... Whoever... Whoever... (laughs) Whoever whoever wrote this film as well does not like women. Because the moment that she gets out and she gets her stuff, the first thing she does is put that collar on. Yeah. That associates her as property. Yeah. Oh god, it's just not a very good film. It's really shit. The special effects are awful as well. The bubbly face people when they get cut up and they just like crack. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're still a person in there, guys. I don't know why that film needs to cost like 150 million to make. No, it was mostly marketing. Yeah. Also, I don't know why Captain Boomerang has a unicorn. I think that has to be Deadpool. It's I can't funny. find any relation to it's that. Funny. No, because it could be anything. It could be like a monkey. Or it could it'd be funnier if it was a koala because yeah. he's Australian and he's like he's like can't forget my koala and then just gets back on with it. He liked it said on his description that he likes unicorns. Yeah. <laughs> um, but do you feel like there's a darker film somewhere that's better? Yeah. Or do you think there's a lighter film somewhere that's better? I think they're, they're definitely the proper versions darker. Yeah. Because apparently Slipknot's a sexist, racist arsehole. Well, apparently, I read Captain Boomerang's near enough racist. a rapist to Katana. No, De- De- um, 
Slipknot was the one who was a rapist. They referred to him as being a rapist. Oh, right. Yeah, and that's but, why... So you don't have any sympathy for him when his head blows up. Yeah. Yeah. But not good. No, really yeah. bad. Really, really bad. Yeah. It's so hard to like. And the problem is that people will turn around and say, oh, but you're Marvel fanboys. But I grew up watching Superman 1, 2... I even liked Superman 3 when I was a kid. Yeah. And I had Batman 1 and 2, Batman and Batman well, There's a the whole theory, isn't it, that Marvel are paying Rotten Tomatoes to ruin the <laughs> But like... But, uh, <laughs> no. And also, Superhero Hype gave it 8.5, so I think that DC are paying people to give them good reviews. Yeah. Um, I can't see how anyone enjoys this. There mm. are people, like, there are my friends on Facebook that are going like, oh, great action, great I think plot, people just, like, they don't expect... Story. They don't really understand how because loads of people don't have a clue what makes a story and they just no. want to see stuff because you know people see Adam Sandler films yeah but do you think that people are liking this so much because it's DC because they feel like the underdogs I think they like stuff that's a bit edgy and they think this might be edgy but it's not edgy it's surface level edgy it's about as edgy as a fucking it's about as edgy as a pyramid it could have been edgy it could have been yeah yeah but um no I did like the, I was kind of interested that it's a 15 certificate in the UK and they didn't try to edit it down to a 12 Hmm. That's kind of interesting that they were willing to do that. Cause, what made it a fifteen though? Well, it's the there's like gratuitous shots of bullet casings hitting the floor. BBFC hate that. There's stuff like you know, even though the monsters are weird monsters, they're hmm. getting their heads sliced open and cracked and stuff. You know, hmm. there's there's horror as well, isn't there? Enchantress is a horror character. Yeah. Until she starts twitching until she, about until the half an hour in when she becomes a bikini. Yeah. God, this. Is I mean, she was wearing a bikini before, but she looked yeah. like she was covered in shit. Yeah. It's just such a fucking bad I feel film. like there's a be- there's a different edit somewhere that's like maybe not good but coherent. What you mean? Like it is going to be like an ultimate cut? No, I I want to see David Ayer's cut. I want to see is the rich- David Ayer's cut because I don't think it is. He said there's no cut. way he edited that first. Did you hear at the premiere as well? They were so confident. Someone went fuck Marvel. And David Ayer was like fuck Marvel. <laughs> he's seeing he's seeing this weekend. He's like oh god, what did I say? <laughs> they might have given me a job if I had been nice. Oh. Imagine if he given... got to do the Task Force X, not the Task Force, um, the X Factor film for oh Weapon X. Yeah, some of that. Yeah, that would have been cool. Yeah, David Ayer would actually be a really good person to do a Captain America film or a Hawkeye. Actually, Hawkeye yeah, movie. Hawkeye, yeah. If he did Matt Fraction's Hawkeye, Hawkeye, Agent of Shield. You just have to make him turn the lights on. Yeah, because yeah. there are no lights in this film. It's so fucking dark. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Oh. There's moments I like. I like certain little things in there. It's more like the every now and again we see a little bit of the characterization work. Mm. Um, and like so some. Cool stuff. Captain Boomerang having his gadget boomerangs. Yeah, I liked him having the little switch to turn into an explosive. Yeah, yeah. it was interesting. El Diablo had a strangely complex backstory. Why was his wife not burnt? Because he's very selective about how he burns people, <laughs> and because burnt corpses get you an eighteen. <laughs> That's the thing. The whole house was down. The kids were burnt, but his wife was yeah. fine. But she was the one closest to him when he went on fire. Smoke inhalation. <laughs> she just weighed around. So fucking stupid. Whoever made this. Whoever, whoever wrote the script to this was a fucking idiot as well. Probably David Ayer. Yeah. I'm really sad about that as well because End of Watch was one of my favourite films. Yeah. I don't think it's his fault. You I don't? think this is a studio panicking after Batman v Superman and seeing Deadpool getting so much praise and... Do you think they thought it was just the unicorns that got Deadpool with the praise? That's they yeah, possibly. Them. There should be more wanking in the film. <laughs> if you really wanted to get like the Deadpool market down. There's so many people that say as well, like, oh, how did Deadpool do so well? Well, Deadpool's actually a romance film. Yeah, and it's, it's a fucking very hilarious much, film. Yeah, I kind of, like, Deadpool, for me, was, it's in my top ten for this year. Yeah. Just because 
fuck it. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna make a film for fifty million and market it for a hundred million or whatever they did, because yeah. they marketed the shit. Like it was an eighty million marketing budget. Yeah. And Ryan Reynolds genius. did most of his shit for free. Yeah. Like he was doing like fucking talk shows and stuff, and um and then you've got someone like fucking David Ayer who makes Suicide Squad, and the only marketing you've got is at Comic Con. Will Smith goes. What's your name, Squad? Suicide Squad. It's like you really clearly don't understand what kind of film you're in. <laughs> They're not. You're not in Batman. Uh, it was nice to see Bruce Wayne, though. Yeah. Nice to see Batman. Yeah. Well, that scene made no sense. Deadshot's kid was somehow as tall as both Bruce Wayne and Deadshot, and stood in the way enough for well, Deadshot. Deadshot was crouched down. Was he? Yeah, he was crouching. Yeah. On, he was lying on the floor. And he oh yeah, because Superman kicked him. Yeah. 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 I would have taken the shot. Deadshot's like, I wanted to kill Bruce Wayne, but he kind of didn't. It's like, he blames he blames Batman for taking him away from his kid, effectively. Yeah. Even though his kid was like... And also the whole thing, his kid probably looked up to Batman more than she did him. Yeah. Which yeah. kind of why I yeah. did it. That's why I say, I think there's a good film somewhere in there. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That no. was your review, wasn't it? Yeah. I, oh, sorry. Give it a David Spade. David Spade? Yeah, it's not getting higher. Hmm. I can't like I can't justify it. It's not an Adam Sandler though. No, it's not an Adam Sandler. No, because it's not. The film is watchable. Yeah. But you're just gonna have to edit the contrast on your TV a lot. Yeah. And then maybe smack yourself in the face with a brick a few times, and then have a few drinks, and drive into a wall, and then it'll be great. Yeah. Or just lower your IQ by eighty percent. God, there's even more stuff I meant to review. Really? Shit. Well, Headlander. Do you want to do your... What's your last review? Just do your last review. Well, this is my last review, isn't it? What is your last review? Headlander. Oh, is that what you're doing as your last Yeah, one? but I also played the Batman game, but I can save the Batman game till that's... Uh, till more episodes are out. Yeah, I'd say that until it's completed. Yeah. Because it's always dodgy with Telltale games, because you'll yeah. say it's really good, and then fucking episode three will be shit. Yeah, there's a bug in that game. If you oh, go yeah. When you go into the second scene of the game, you're in the Batcave, yeah. the curse is over the codex, which is like, you know, you look over your background information for the characters. Mm. So the curse is on it, if you go into the codex, you can't enter, exit. You're stuck. Like that's you have to exit the game and reload the save. But that's where the cursor sits as soon as the scene starts. Nice. Anyway, Headlander is yeah. a Metroidvania-style game where you play a head that's got a little jet thruster in its neck, and it jumps into the bodies of robots, ripping their heads off with its suction power, and jumping onto their bodies. Made by Adult Swim. What? Is it made by Adult Swim or is it? Well, Adult Swim published it. It's Double Fine. Made yeah, it. there you go. Um, it's very much a Double Fine game. Lots of the sense of humour and quirkiness and it's weirdness. It's made by a different studio, dire... isn't it? Or is it them? No, it's Double Fine. Oh, cool. They've got like two teams, haven't they? They work yeah, on two yeah. games simultaneously. Um, this game's fucking amazing. Yeah. Like, it's really genuinely brilliant. Um, your guy's been guided by a narrator who I'm pretty sure is the narrator from Defence Grid. Okay. But doing a um, southern accent instead. Um, and you know how, like, in Metroid, you upgrade your suit and get new powers? Yeah. When this. You have barriers in your way, yeah. But it's the bodies you take over that determine what you can get through. Oh, and as you get more powerful, you can take over bigger bodies. No, no, you can just take over any body. But there's like a progression to when they appear and things like that. So it's all about figuring out how to get through the individual rooms sometimes. Okay. So sometimes, like, you have to upgrade your head. You Mm. get thrusting powers, so you might have to shoot a door, but you can't jump any of these robots that you take over. So they might be on a platform the other side of the level and there's a gap that you can't get across. There's a door, so you have to shoot the door and then fly off the head and get through it. Yeah. Um, there's all sorts of clever puzzle systems. You get like a reflective laser thing to get through laser grids, but you can use that to fire lasers at other things. Okay. Um, the robots have different firing weapons, so some of them have like a straight laser, some have a freeway split, 
Some have the like well, the one I'm finding the most powerful is three lasers that fire in a straight line. Mm. Just decimates everything. Nice. Um, you can destroy the enemies or you can shoot their head off and that's uh, the quicker way of getting onto them. Um, you can take control of little dog robots. You're in like a big old like space station. Mm. Um, the area you crash land in is like the Fondalarium. It's like very heavily inspired by Barbarella. Um, you walk in and there's like a Fondalarium on one side and a boob tubery on the other. Um, and you go there's like a shag putt carpets on the floor and when you roll them they like like that. Um, any of the civilian robots, they dance when you press B, which is nice. Nice. Um, the dog barks and scares people. But um, you can take control of like all sorts of things. You constantly land your head on terminals to take so control of So are they like them. organic people heads? No, they're all robots. Oh, like, right. no, you're the last, apparently you're supposed to be the last person in the human race. And your head's been... You're just a right. head. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can take control of little the Hoover robots. Mm. They're like little tiny... They look like something from Robot Wars. You just land on their head. Um, to build your map up, there's like a map like a big panel thing it's like the map of the local area you rip its head off jump on it and when you rip its head off it screams in agony um, but it's just endlessly fun Paul and I recorded a video the other day Let's Play which I'll start putting out this week mm. we intended to do like a couple of episodes we ended up playing it for two hours and we didn't want to stop but we had to because we were starving and needed to eat um, we might come back to that it gets really like the section we were on was really overly complex you're having to deactivate locks to get lifts working and okay. it's like a big old massive sections that you have to figure out how so more like through. Metroid Fusion than Metroid yeah it's properly yeah. properly complicated because <laughs> all the doors have different security levels if you like they go red orange yellow green blue whatever yeah um, if you're a yellow character you can unlock the doors the lower colours below you hmm. so you have to start thinking about what doors you're going to have to get through and how you're going to get through them without like you might not be able to take the body the whole way so you have okay. to figure out the trick of getting around it um, there's some robots that have wheels on them so they can go along electrified floors and they just punch things um, you they get like boxing gloves I'm guessing they've just got massive great big meaty hands yeah. um, and they've got reflective shields so they can fire bullets back at things nice um, but yeah it's just like a genuinely brilliantly crafted little game I haven't found any situations where I feel stuck hmm. it's constantly like nudging you along in the right direction oh, um, if you lose the body you're supposed to have to get through a door chances are that one will come running through the door to attack you Okay. So you can so you're not getting stuck or anything. They thought about stuff like that, so they don't force you to backtrack miles to pick up a body to take it back. That's good. That's um, good. but it's just really smartly designed, funny, heavily influenced by sixties science fiction like Barbarella and the likes. Lots of psychedelic visuals and mm. the Fondalarium. The spaceship you crash land into the space station on is literally shaped like a dick. <laughs> it's a big old probe with two round ball rockets on the back of it, nice. and your head's at the head of it, like <laughs> just flying the spaceship. Um, but yeah, it's it's genuinely excellent. I love Metroidvania style games. Yeah, so do I. Like Guacamelee. Yeah, Guacamelee is an awesome one. There's that um, what's that friggin' Elysian Tale, Dust and Elysian Tale. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's good. a great um, game. Also the Swapper. Yeah, Swapper. I need to play that. I think I gave someone the code I had for it. Um, but but I, yeah. I play a lot of those Metroidvania games. But this is absolutely superb. It's hilarious. The only problem I had so far uh, didn't happen when we were recording the other day and apparently some people have said it's to do with when you switch from windowed to full screen Okay. Um, sometimes the frame rate just tanks to 30 mm. and everything slows down for a few seconds Oh. like great. I think the f- the reef the image it's like everything's tied like it's running at 60 frames per second Yeah. but now it's running at 30 so everything's gone to half the speed okay. which I've seen happen on um, some other game I played a while ago did the same thing oh where it was like messing up but that's the only thing I've come across but apparently people have said if you put it in windowed full screen and then switch to regular full screen mm. it won't happen um, I found switching the V-Sync off did the job it's oh, a V-Sync okay. issue obviously yeah. but um, 
yeah, it's a genuinely brilliant, fun, hilarious, stupid, silly game. It's got a place called the Fondalarium. <laughs> if you go in there and press B, you start dancing in the Fondalarium, and everyone's like, ooh, yeah, baby. It's like, I just can't wait to get on a shag. Carpet. I love your... No, wait, what is it? Um, I like your body, but I'm not gay, not gay. I like your body. Yeah, that's it, Aquatine Hunger Force. It's, it's, it's brilliant. It's awesome. Game of the year. <laughs> Five stars. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Recommend. Is that all the reviews? That is all the reviews. That is episode yeah. episode 46 of Crit Apocalypse. Oh, um, bumper edition to make up for our missing episodes. Two hours for me to edit. Good job Two off work tomorrow. Can. Yeah, that's true. Uh-huh. You're free to edit. Yeah. Um, thank you all for listening. As always, you can find me at Crit Apocalypse and you can find Ant at LV54 Space Monkey. Sure, possibly. If you want to ask us any questions or uh, or talk to us about anything, you feel free to just hit us up and we'll have a chat. Um, but until then, uh, we're going to go back to our standard timing. So, two weeks' time, we'll have another episode. Yeah. Yeah, so two weeks, we'll see you again for four reviews each. Bye. We might talk about Suicide Squad again if they release an Ultimate Cup. Yeah, in two weeks. <laughs> two weeks, maybe. Apparently it's um, doing really well. It's take, make, taken 267 million worldwide already. Yeah, but that's worldwide. The yeah. weekend results for uh, Guardians of the Galaxy were domestic, weren't they? I don't know. We, it came, Guardians of the Galaxy came out here before it came out in the US, didn't it? Yeah. Marvel always released their films. Because they expected a 40% drop on Saturday. Hmm. It's, it was scheduled for something like 150 million, wasn't it, in the US? Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's probably going to do fine. Uh, it'd be brilliant if it made more money than Batman vs Superman yeah yeah it'd be really good if it did <laughs> um, 135 so it's gone In down US. by 10 million but it's but it's um, still don't have today's figures on it will it no because today won't count past a certain hour will it no in the US it'll be up until the end of day Sunday the picture around a 2.0071 times multiplier on Batman vs Superman but still not a good result regarding long term interest oh mm. shit that's not good but yeah so it's it, it what they projected for Saturday went down by 40% because uh, because yeah well. yeah anyway say goodbye goodbye everyone it's been lovely speaking to you I always miss you when you're not here please please don't forget that I'm just I'm just one te- and one tweet away before we can have lovely chats about whatever you're up to I uh, I need a hug sometimes, digital and otherwise. So if you want to talk to me, give me a digital hug. Hit me up. Give me a digital girl. Send nudes. Yeah. <laughs> Ducks, posts, nudes. Oh, not again. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.